This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat in Omaha, deep below the metro area. It is THM, cover to cover, for Saturday, March 12th, and my name is Matt Bond. Hey, whoa. Yeah, I'm serious today. I'm laying it down. Uh, I'll, I'll say. Got some stuff and I'm to the, lay down. Oh, boy. Get ready. And I'm, yikes. And I'm the internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central. Matt and I go live on our Facebook and on Zoom to wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. Joe is correct. This is a live show. We need you to play along. So jump into our Zoom. You can find that link at the top of our live stream on the Faces book, or you can join our Facebook chat if you just want to type out your feelings. If you can't be here live, that is cool. You can leave a message at the THN hotline 402 819-4894. You can also find that phone number on our faces book. We used to have a call now button. They don't do that crap no more. I don't know. No, they don't. No. no or tough. send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. But before we open the phone lines and start fighting with you kids, Joey and I have to have some arguments between ourselves about this week's All right, just uh, before we get into the news, heads up, we're going to be talking about recent nerdy TV and movies, uh, notably Star Trek's Discovery and Picard, uh, The Batman, and you should expect spoilers for all three of those oh, yeah. programs. Time to get into uh, it. If anything else comes up, we will give you a heads up uh, before we spoil anything. Uh, we also want to talk about the first teasers for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Star Trek Strange New Worlds that dropped this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it just me or did that show used to just be called Kenobi? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think maybe I just, when it was I in development. That maybe, that's, maybe that's how it was referred I to. I think maybe anyway. it was some in development when they were originally, they were just calling it Kenobi or something, you know. Yeah, that could be. That, that could be. sounds that right, be. though. All right, let's get into it. Jessica Jones is going to meet the variants. From the T- variant desk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is getting bigger and bigger, by the way. It is. <laughs> THN's number one favorite female writer, Gail Simone, returns to Marvel Comics this June for a five-issue limited series starring Jessica Jones's. Phil Noto joins Simone on art for this story of Jessica meeting several variants of herself from throughout uh, the Jessiverse. Matt, it seems the multiverse of madness and Loki will be touching the Marvel comic universe as well. Are you ready to read about Jessica literally beating herself up? I can't think anybody better than Gail Simone to do it. And I'm happy to see Gail Simone back at Marvel. It's been a while. I didn't even realize it. She mentioned it in the article. Apparently she's been doing a bunch of Hollywood stuff. Good for her. It's nice to have her back at Marvel. It is. Uh, and okay. I mean, so I primar- primarily, I, I love her DC work more than her Marvel work. I do but too. It would be nice to have her at Marvel. So let's talk variants for a second. Okay. Because everything's coming up variant in the MCU right now. We're about to. Yeah, we've it. got an alligator Loki digital comic. Oh, yeah. uh, That launched this week on Marvel Unlimited. Doctor Strange and the madness, uh, the madness of the multiverse or the multiverse of madness or whatever is going to introduce even more variants. We know it's an evil Doctor Strange. Joe Patrick, will you be upset if we get. A secret invasion that's variants instead of scrolls. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that what we're moving towards? No, scrolls I don't are think kind so. of good guys in Captain Marvel now. Maybe. Right. This is no, it's true. Uh, I, yeah. But I think that the multiverse stuff and the scroll stuff are separate. 
And Nick Fury was involved with the Skrulls. I think right. Secret Invasion is going to be Skrulls. Um, and we know of one group of Skrulls. We don't know about all of the Skrulls. Yeah, like we haven't met the so, Super Skrull yet, who's undoubtedly going to be a bad guy and stuff. When well, Clerk when shows they, up, he's not going to be a like yeah, a Clerk. refugee. <laughs> Uh, and we also don't know what Secret Invasion is actually. We don't know the actual plot of Secret right. Invasion. Right. Um, but no, I don't think it's going to be about multiversal variants. I, I, I think would that's be, a separate thing. I would be let down if it was. I'm not saying it is. I'm not calling my shot. I'm just saying there's a lot. Oh, and of also at the end of um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, we saw Nick Fury in space with the Skrulls. So yeah. it's Skrulls. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Or a red herring. We'll see. No, it's not a red herring. Matt, they're not going to set up a Nick Fury show. <laughs> no, I'm not saying they are. with the scrolls. I think it'll be scrolls, and I want it to be scrolls. I don't, I, like, once None we're done. None of this is about the comic book. Once we're done with this multiverse stuff, I want the multiverse to go away for a while. And let's just no, go back to superhero not. stuff, please. <laughs> it ain't going to go away, baby. Let's it's talk about here. some real exciting stuff, kids. COVID delays hit the next wave of DC films just in time for the pandemic to be over. Hey, Joe, remember that DCEU Super Bowl ad with the first glimpses of Black Adam, Aquaman 2, and the Batman that promised four big tentpole superhero oh, films and the Flash. in yeah. 2022? I do. Yeah, I do too. Well, I guess they lied to us because this week the WB announced delays for all of their films except for Shazam 2. We found oh. out, and this one's the biggest heartbreaker for you, I know. DC League of Super Pets will be moving oh. from May 20th to July 29th. That's still 2022. Well, that's bold. That seems weird because right? that movie, like they're actively advertising that. I know. Right? And they're just shifting it like by a month and a half, kind of. I don't get it. Well, two months are basically. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Black mm-hmm. Adam from July 29th, 2022 to October 21st, well, That is a big delay. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Flash moves yet again. We'll talk about that in a second. From November 4th, 2022 to June 23rd, 2023, the day before my birthday, by the way, for those mm. who are keeping track. Aquaman mm. and the Lost Kingdom moved from December, uh, this was going to be this year, to March 17th of next year, 2023. And Shazam! Fury of the Gods got moved from June 2nd, 2023 to December 16th, 2022. Oh, it came back from the future. Right. So we're going to have Black Adam. Two months later, we get Shazam. Oh, and by the way, Aquaman was going to launch in that Shazam position. They swapped it. And the theory is they swapped it because there's another big underwater movie that's premiering that week. Can you guess what it is? A big underwater movie? Yeah. Uh, What is it? Avatar 2, which is That's mainly not underwater. It's going to be a lot of it is set underwater and we don't know why <laughs> other than James oh. Cameron made it and he loves doing stuff underwater. That's like, his well, how jam. would anybody be able to guess that though? Yeah. Because Avatar 1 was in the jungle. So, so they are sacrificing. They're literally like throwing Shazam to the wolves and letting it premiere the same weekend as Avatar 2, which was the biggest Avatar was the biggest movie in the world before Spider-Man came along. Well, but I don't understand then. Why didn't they just give... None of this makes any sense. I don't know. Why didn't they, why didn't they just give, they didn't do an actual swap. They just, cause Aquaman is coming out in March now instead of in Shazam's old spot. Yeah. I, nobody knows what's going on. James Wan on Twitter said that like, we need to redo some CG effects and stuff like that. So we're not going to be on time. 
as there's a lot of like conspiracy theory suspect stuff that maybe they're rewriting certain things or trying to tie things no, together. No, they're not. Come on. They're I not mean, doing that for all of the movies. No. Not all of the movies, but possibly the ones that got pushed way back. The Flash, for example. I think it is I, time for DC to admit that this Flash <sighs> movie doesn't exist and was never going to happen in the first place. Here is the not, list. I am of, not doing this of with Flash you. release dates. We first got a release date of March 23rd, 2018. 2018 this was supposed to come out yeah it was supposed to come out then july 1st 2022 then it was june 1st it jumped back a month 2022 and now then jumped up to november 4th 2022 and now we're looking at next year what is going on with this movie (laughs) it's they're making the movie the movie's being made the people are being cast the costumes have been made the footage has been filmed five years ago to come out in 2018 what it was it was announced and it didn't go into pre it didn't go into production so like that's that's what happens with movies i will believe this movie exists when i see it yeah i get it but i'm not playing that conspiracy game with you and i don't believe any i'm not saying it's actually not happening i'm saying i will believe this movie exists when i see Uh, yeah uh, fine but like if you look at the list the movies that got the biggest pushback are the movies with the biggest effects heavy right flash um black adam like these these covid delays did not hit filming they hit post-production. post-production. Yes. And so we're talking about people working in close proximity in an office on computers. And so, yeah, like a, a lot of like the editing and effects finishing and, and, and things like that. Like, yeah, it, it, it there was some shutdowns and delays and that sucks. Right. But now we're going to get this Batwoman movie where it's we're going to Batgirl, Batgirl, or, pardon me, Batgirl movie on HBO Max. That's going to have Keaton in the Batman suit at some point in it well we don't know he's in the batman suit we just know that michael keaton's in it i guess we just know that he's in it yeah but that would be pretty ridiculous if he's in it and not batman well bruce wayne at least (laughs) yeah yeah, well yeah yeah no no i agree with that that's gonna Um, happen before the flash now but what is is the release date of batgirl it just says initial release 2022 so i don't even know if there's a maybe it will get pushed back too i don't know this doesn't look good and this (laughs) it's just I mean, they're trying to get us excited and they're trying to get us to feel better about these movies. And the last couple have been great. The Batman was great. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. You know, we all like Shazam. That was a lot of fun. Black Adam looks like it's going to be great. I just don't know what to make of this Flash movie. And it's terrifying. I mean, I mean, I, again, I'm shutting this down. I, this is not any of the movies or DC's fault. COVID shutdown is not their fault. I get that, but they've been writing this movie for five years too. Okay. I'm worried. They've been, it's not just been about writing the movie. It's been about shifting, uh, shuffling deck chairs on the Titanic of the WB. It's been, (laughs) what happened to uh, the Titanic, by the way, how did did that story end happily? Look, look, (laughs) it's been COVID. It's been all sorts of shit. And we've seen footage. We know the movie's being made. It's not like the movie's been canceled. It had a firm release date, and then we actually saw it had two different directors. Evidence. It had two different writers. All we kinds had of fun uh, stuff. Uh, again, you act like this does not happen with almost every superhero movie. It, it happens with a lot of them, and a lot of them when that happens, it's bad. See Solo, for example. Remember that? Yeah, but it, it, I mean, violently. it wasn't bad with like Ant Man or Ant Man uh, turned out okay. I agree. Yeah, like the but no, like. These things come out with armies of writers and you know that of the five names listed, one of them is the guy that did the first pass and then he wasn't even involved in the end result. Yeah. So like, I, I, I don't 
I don't buy into this conspiracy shit. And I like, I understand that this the flash is a conspiracy been, when I say that I think that movie could be crap. And that's why no, they keep I, I, shoving it around. No, <laughs> I, I want it to be good. I'm just, but worried. I don't think we have any reason to believe that it's crap other than the fact that it's spawned from the justice league. <laughs> yeah. Other than like that. I, I am a, like, I am look, sorry. I, I, sorry to be the one to say it out loud, but the flash was the, probably the, bright spot in that movie that's true um and he was weird as hell and we did i know like, like i didn't him. mind the goofiness like i get it it's and he not creeped really what on a girl in, in slow motion <laughs> a little bit he put his face in wonder woman's bosom yeah. like that's Zack snyder man like I whatever or, or joss whedon probably but uh no that yeah, was yeah, all yeah. snyder I, that was all snyder he cut out all the whedon stuff remember that was why we got it we needed it to free us from that whedon garbage Ooh. All right, no, let's I'm talk about sure, something that's going to be I'm good. I'm pretty sure Flash with his face in Wonder Woman's bosom was in the weed and cut. That may have been. Let's talk about something that looks like it's good. <laughs> Again, we don't know. <laughs> uh, the Penguin is getting a spinoff and the announced Gotham Central uh, Police Department show is changing gears completely. Move over Peacemaker. The DCEU HBO Maxiverse is getting two new shows. That's been directly out of Matt Reeves as the Batman. This week, HBO Max announced it was ordering a limited series about the life of Colin Farrell's Penguin. And the previously announced GCPD show is shifting gears to focus on Arkham Asylum. Because, you know, that's it's where, a natural. It's that's a natural where cops work in asylums, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, we both loved Farrell's Penguin, but I have been whining about my Arkham exhaustion on the show for a while now. Is too much Batman TV a good I mean, look, Colin Farrell was great as the Penguin. We both agree with that. He was awesome. And his performance was great. When I left the theater, I can't say there was a part of me that was like, man, I sure would like to see where the Penguin came from in this world. And like, I'm, I'm sure it'll be an interesting story and whatnot, but I can't say that I was like, I need more of that. But please, I don't want any Batman involved. <laughs> like, just give me the, the Penguin growing up on the mean streets of Gotham. Oh, well, yeah. And I, like. I also didn't need, I don't need any spinoffs of the Batman. I right. just need more the Batman movies. I agree. Um, but yeah, I like this, this urge to like spin off everything into its own thing. Like I get it worked for Peacemaker and that's yeah. why they're doing it. But, right. uh, but Peacemaker was like a perfect storm of talent, creative vision. Well, and, and also like you know, joy and comedy and stuff like that. We're not going to get any of that in this world. This is not like Colin Farrell's going to come out and dance around to a hair metal song in the intro. You know, it's, it's going to be dark. It's going to be bleak. It's going to be Gotham, which whatever. And I'm not saying they can't make a, a story that's not interesting there. Like, look, there's lots of most of the shows on HBO are bleak, but right. And if it's good, I'm going to watch it. I just there wasn't a part of me that's like, man, if I could pick one character in that movie, I'd like to see more of on HBO Max. It would be. It the penguin <laughs> right and, and i will say this that i am actively like unexcited about the change in direction yeah the gcpd in thing, the gcpd show i don't get it because if you're gonna call the show you know gcpd which well is it's not gonna be called gcpd anymore i think that i don't know probably switch the real it. name they probably call it arkham or something now yeah it, yeah it just seems like a police procedural in gotham is really interesting because you can see they can like gently show us stuff starting to go nuts we can get like Firefly, you know, like Killer Moth, dumb bat, like Z-list bat villains that are doing stuff like that yeah. could be fun. And Amygdala. now we're going to focus on Arkham. And who did we see in Arkham? Big spoiler alert. We saw the yeah. Joker there. And yeah. I'm afraid this is going to build 
into a big Joker thing. And you know what I'm tired of? The Joker. The Joker. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. I like, I don't hate the Joker. The character's fine. I'm just tired of it. No, really I'm sick of the Joker. Of I look, look, Batman's got one of the greatest rogues gallery in the history of all comics. Yeah. And I have counted in, uh, there have been eight cinematic Batman movies, not counting the Adam West Batman. Um, in of those, uh, in those eight movies, we have only seen six different villains. Right. And that's, and that's a that problem. Might, that might not sound like a lot. It may be more than six, but like the, the ratio considering like all of the movies have multiple villains for the most part, the ratio of number of different villains we've got versus the number of movies we've got is not good. No. Why have we gotten Catwoman three times? The Penguin twice, right. the Riddler twice, Two Face twice, five the Joker jokers, eighteen times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and, oh, and I'm also not counting the Joker because obviously that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. But I'm counting. Um, but you can also, but no, because it's not. It's not a Batman movie. I get it, but it's a person that. playing the Joker. But it's not a Batman movie, I, which I is agree. the point of my statement. Uh, but they keep um, giving us the Joker, <laughs> even when like here's the Joker. No, I know. Uh, like now. I'm saying, like uh, <laughs> yes, uh, that counts towards Joker fatigue. Yes, I yeah. agree. Like where is Batman's rich rogues gallery? Right. Where where is Killer Croc? Literally anybody else? Right. You know? Yeah. Like and I mean we got a really good. Deta- I mean, I'm not saying that the next Batman movie is going to be full on Jokerific or whatever, but I have a strong feeling this Arkham show. Like they wanted Reeves talked about how like. There's so many great bad guys there and it's a cool way to look into their origins and stuff like that. And that's fun. Sure. But like how this doesn't become a silence of the lambs type thing with the cops talking to the Joker to try and establish. Something, yeah. You know, right. Like, <laughs> like, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but yeah, I would have I mean, rather seen like, that police it, procedural. It's just right. I, I, and as far as the villain things goes, I feel like they are so terrified to do anything closely related to meta humans yeah. anymore. Yes. Oh, I get it. Batman and Robin was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, Mr. Freeze, yikes. You know, uh, 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 and Poison Ivy and Bane, ugh, don't even get me started. Well, and for some but, reason, this is like the one DC place where we want to absolutely let you know Superman and Wonder Woman and people like that are not here. <laughs> you know, like, okay, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would like some sort of tie to somewhere in the DC movie multiverse. It doesn't have to be, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, because we know that those are tied to the Snyderverse. Right. But I'd like to I'd like to know that this version of Batman does exist in conjunction with somebody. Someone. Yeah. I mean, other than just like it just so happens all his villains. Well, six of his villains. <laughs> right. Because if we're going to, if we're going to do it right, if we're going to say we're making an effort to make an expanded DC film universe, then stop giving me movies where they don't even act like they're part of it. Right. I just, I, I'm not interested. All right. Let's let's before we open these phone lines, Joe Patrick, let's reset our question of the week for these kids and then we'll get into it. We got people in line. All right. Yeah. Hey, some uh some some friendly faces we don't see too often even. This week's question was submitted by Frankly My Dear Cirillo with the success of the Peacemaker series. Speaking of, who was who is your favorite character that originated in one comic book or superhero universe and then was integrated into another. When we say universe, comic book publishers universe. Right, but uh, like, uh, you know, and somebody, somebody, uh, somebody gave an answer on Twitter that I appreciated. 
jo- it was Josh Sapien who mentioned Yusagi Yojimbo um, jumping from publisher to publisher. What we specifically mean is that they existed within a shared universe. Right. And then they were put into a, another shared universe, not just the fact that, like, Miracle Man was published by this company, and right. now it's published by Marvel. No, but, like, you know what I mean? The Peacemaker came from Charlton to DC proper. Exactly. There now, now somebody did make another case for Yusagi Yojimbo about how he got integrated into the Turn- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. He did universe. show up, and that, that was like a guest star thing, and like, I, uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, I don't he got know. his own. He got his own action figure, man. It's what true. do you want? It's true. It's absolutely true. I'm, I'm saying it counts. Let's get into it. I'm going to get Jared in here first because I know he is out on the streets delivering the mail. Jared, I'm asking to unmute you. Can you hear me, buddy? I am not out on the streets. Oh, today's oh, the day oh off, I was like, not with that fidelity. You're not, baby. What's yeah, going on, day. brother? Did you get the day off? Good for you. Yeah, it's my once a month. I have a Saturday off. Hey, so. All right. What are we <laughs> rapping about? Okay, so with your rule, this question of the week, does that mean Kzar does not apply? Where would Kzar come about, from? Tell yeah, me about Kzar. Maybe I don't know something about Kzar. Okay, well, first off, there was a David Rand Kzar, and he was in Pulp Magazine. Oh. Well, but that's a different Kzar then, isn't it? Or Yes, and yeah, that's why I didn't know if he counted or not. Is it the, but is the name, was the name taken from that character and given to the Kzar we know? Sure was. Okay, well then, yeah. Sure I would was. say that counts. Absolutely. Because, yeah, yeah. So he was in uh, two more stories. David Rand. What a name. David Rand. And then, uh, David Rand. And then, yeah, then he got changed. Uh, in the Golden Age, he was David Rand. And then in the Silver Age, he became Kevin Plunder. Okay. Oh, well, uh, we know I mean, the Golden Age, yo, the Marvel published the Golden Age Kzar. Pope Magazine? Um, okay, I, so then he, so he then, appeared, no, he appeared in Marvel Comics, I think, number one. So then, okay. So, so then, like, he may have originated in the well, Pulp Magazine. Pulp Magazine was I probably think Marvel, that, yeah. Marvel did do a Kzar in the Golden Age. Okay, so then, so then the same thing would apply then to the Black Knight, because the Black Knight appeared in Atlas Comics, and the Atlas Comics became Marvel Comics, right? Yeah, so like, they're the same publisher. For, yeah. for and this, I have no answer. For these, for these <laughs> That's fair. Because, like, Marvel was, yeah, Marvel was, you know, a, a thing before it was Marvel, and, and that thing morphed into marvel marvel didn't like swallow something you know it was the other way around basically but uh to confirm the gold the character that appeared in comic book form in marvel comics was david rand okay so the first appearance of kevin plunder was um x-men i think x-men early issues yeah, of x-men yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, i wonder where they but came. yeah uh so but yeah i mean swiped from a pulp swiped from a pulp magazine and 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 brought in to well, Marvel that, Comics. That I might think, work better yeah. in our next question. We're going to talk about when we do characters that started in other media and came to mm. comics. So. Uh, okay. My, my main reason for calling, though, was because I did want to talk about Fox Machina. Okay. Oh, shoot. I totally forgot to watch it. Okay. But yes. Now, Matt, I know you watched Matt, the first Matt watched it. I watched the first three. I've watched the first five. Okay. Uh, okay. It's not a bad show. No. Um, uh, I do, I have no connection to critical role and I have no interest in it because it's so far along. I know there's jumping on points where sure. I could get into it, Sure, but it's just like, um, other, uh, live role play podcasts I've listened to before that are so story heavy that I kind of lose, I lose my interest because I want a little bit more focus on like 
uh, rules. Okay. You want, the, you want like, the mechanics. I'm with I, you 100%. I want a little bit of mechanics. I want to hear people like. I'm with you 100%. With the rules and like, you know, that's what I want to know. I want to know how people. Yeah. And I think uh, the way that it was described to me was, oh yeah, it's like a real play podcast where they're doing that. So I pictured it sort of like what the McElroy brothers do in Adventure Zone, where like they're well, talking the about thing. rolling that's and like stuff. That's like such a story and, heavy. Yeah. Uh, well, and even the Adventure Zone got away from that. Like yeah. maybe they started off they doing started that, but like, that I don't way. even think you hear their dice rolls. Now. Not anymore. Yeah. No, but right. it started like that. It's and I like tailored. that. It's and I, too much of a show. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought want, this I want is what they were going to do. Like you would hear them doing stuff and it's animated and stuff. And no, this is just like an animated fantasy with a lot of cuss words and some. Now here's my, yeah, here's my thing on it. Okay. Um, I am over, I'm like, I'm over the, uh, need to make a D and D comic book show, whatever, and have it, have it, have it show what it's like to really be at the table right? where the people are cracking jokes and we're making, and oh, we're, like we're dropping in, in the, uh, in modern, the, in the fiction you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're, we're yeah. dropping in modern uh, references and things like that. Now, granted the tables I run are thick with that. Yeah, I do. When we're right. running a private game. We're making jokes. <laughs> yeah, I do it the whole time. Like it's not, you know, it's not a, I yeah, we're it. not like, we're not forcing each other to be in character and shit like that. Like, no, we're right. We're having a good time with our buddies, but I want to show when, and a comic like Jim Zub's D and D comic is like filled with jokes and quips and whatever. Right. And like, I want a straight line story. I want a straight, D and I want a straight story told in the D and D universe that is serious. It doesn't need to be grim dark. Sure. It doesn't need to be whatever. I want it just to be a straight, s- serious tone story. I you know that's what yeah. I want, and I guess I, that's why I'll watch like the Witcher cartoon and like things like that. Yeah, like I'm I'm getting which a, was awesome that animated Witcher. Thing, you know what I mean? Oh my god, that was good. And, and, oh, no, but, like I, I don't, I don't read them, but I think that that's a credit to like the Magic: The Gathering comics because those are just comic books set in yeah. the universe. lore of Magic: mm-hmm. The Gathering, and at no point is there a scene where they break it and go, um, oh crap, I'm out of, I've tapped all my lands, yeah, you know, like there's none of that shit, yeah. or make jokes and, that we're playing a game or something. I think there's this knee jerk reaction. Yeah, it's reaction. just like no, this is the this takes place in the world of Ravnica. They these are the planeswalkers, right? Go. Or think whatever. Things what? like Skull Kickers came out back in the day that Jim Zub did. And yeah, I didn't like that either. People loved it. And because it was like, oh, this is fantasy that is like fun and it does have all these modern yeah. quips and stuff. And then we got several other books like that. The ball started rolling. And now that's all anyone is putting out. It's yeah. like we don't yeah, get so straight like, fantasy anymore. Watching this first, watching the very first episode. Now, I, granted, I like the show more as I go along, but that mo- the, all, all the modern joke references. Yeah, it wore it wore I, on I me. I roll too. my eyes when the bars started rapping. I was just like, oh, yeah, I think I'm like done the here. The very first episode, <laughs> the very first episode reminded me of reading the very first issue of Rat Queens, where I was like, I get it. Yeah, you're adult. Mm-hmm. You're really pushing it. You're pushing it really hard. That hey, right. this is what we're doing. Look how look how adult we are. We're edgy. We're raunchy. Mm-hmm. We're funny. Potty humor. Here it is. And I'm, and I'm just like, take it easy, back it down. Yeah, like, I get it. You can, you can come at me that way, but dial it down, yeah. man. Like no. you're trying so hard. You can see him trying. That's the thing. Yes. But, and you know, you know what? And, show, and, and, you know. and I have had that. I have, I have felt that way about certain movies and comic books as well that are not like not 
not that it is something that's foreign to the, the genre necessarily, but like where you can see how hard yeah. they're trying to be edgy or cool or what, like um, some of the Kevin, some of the Kevin Smith movies, like I know people love Kevin Smith. Yes. I used to love Kevin Smith. I've got nothing against the man, nothing but love happy for his success. But like, there are moments in movies like chasing Amy and oh, dogma where I'm just yeah. like, Kevin, I get it. We all know <laughs> right. the word. We all know the word. Well, but not just that. The way everyone spoke, which was like a Gilmore girl on crack, basically. Like nobody just had, talked like people. They spoke in these like paragraphs of dialogue that were littered with cuss words and literary references and video game and culture reference. Like, okay, got it. <laughs> like, I get I mean, it. But that's, You're doing like, it, buddy. Writing styles. <laughs> writing styles. One thing, but like. It, I mean, he wears his his love on his sleeve for pop culture. I totally fine. agree. I'm just saying, but where it's just, where it's just like you're trying so hard to make yes. yourself look cool. It, I don't need you to work that hard. Yes, I don't need you to work. That's that how hard. I kind of felt about this show. I understand people yeah. dig it. It's just not totally for me. I'm kind of I'm with you, Jared. I would like to see either if you're going to do it that way. I would like to see them do it like you said at the table. It goes to an animated thing and then maybe it jerks out and they're at the table wearing their headphones like, oh, man, I rolled a one or whatever, you know, and then we go back to the animation and something really bad happens. I think that would have been more clever. Um, a couple more things just real quickly. Um, I came in late to your opening salvos against each other here. Uh, Matt, <laughs> did you not like Solo or are you just bringing up Solo because it was kind of a mess? It was kind of a mess. Like I ended up liking it in the end. But oh, the, I love first, half this, I love the first half of the first half of the movie, it was just like, what are we doing here? And then you can see the movie change and get good, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was just kind of a mess. I didn't hate it, but it was right definitely on. kind of a mess and felt like it was made by two different people. Right on. Right I mean, on. I don't know. I, it was, but <laughs> uh, I mean, I, it, we, the idea is not to like let on. <laughs> the, yeah. that, that's the reality. I shouldn't be able like, to, I shouldn't be able to like go, Oh, that's where Ron Howard started directing this movie. You know? Like, I mean, look, <laughs> I, I, I like solo. I, 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 like there are things that make me groan. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, like, for sure. I, but I also, I, like, I movies make me groan, man. Sure. I don't need to one. see the origin of his vest or his gun yeah. or like, I don't need, we don't even, we don't need to go back into all the solo stuff, but Jerry, do you have no, one but, other thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, what is up with this um, backlash at Jason Aaron about this Pocahontas character in King Conan number three? I don't yes, know. Yes. I, I, in fact, I, uh, I got a call from our friend Jim, not Jim Heavey, but James Ananiah. Yeah. Uh, AKA Meatloaf about this me too, the about other it. day. He's like, did you hear about this Jason Aaron stuff? I'm like, no, what? They created a character in King Conan number three. Um, and, uh, it is a very sexy indigenous lady. People were up in arms about it. Like, uh, indigenous, uh, why advocate groups and stuff. Cause her name is um, Pocahontas. Oh, her name her is literally not, Pocahontas. No, no, no. Her name is not Pocahontas, but oh. her name, her name is, um, I haven't is picked the, my issue up yet. So I don't know. It's the traditional, <laughs> it's the traditional, uh, native name for Pocahontas. Oh, gotcha. Um, which is, it's, it's not literally Pocahontas and I don't know the name, but you can Google it. Gotcha. Um, is but it pick? is, but it is that character, uh, like put, that was what Pocahontas's name was. And, um, are they, so why are we upset because of the name choice or, um, or, uh, they are upset because, uh, because the world is woke and can't settle down. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, why? Let's hear the reason. All right. So one, their, their point of view is that 
indigenous women are subjected to sexualization and sexual abuse at a much higher rate than uh, white women. And this character is very sexy. Is she sexually uh, abused in this? It's a Conan comic. Yeah. It, every no, woman just, is like, very sexy in a Conan comic. Uh, I'm look, I'm just the messenger here. Okay. Okay. Uh, the second thing is that uh, you named her after a real person, uh, which is not great, but also Pocahontas, uh, as much as we might, as much as Disney might want us to believe, uh, fell in love and ran away with uh, Joseph Smith and all of this. Right, John Smith yeah, and all this stuff. Kid. I get it. Uh, she was a child that was mm-hmm. actually more likely um, uh, purchased, kidnapped, and yeah. sexually assaulted and forced into marriage. Like, okay, so I'll say bad name choice. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's like bad it's, name it's, choice. it's, it's yeah. bad not name good. Choice. It's yeah. like strike one, strike two, strike two. Yeah, fair, I don't have uh, a problem you, with sexy you, women you, in a Conan comic, but bad name choice, definitely. But uh, the uh, um, there is a problem with the, and this is all credit to JD for coming up with this term that I could not. Joe, finish the, this thought. Jared, we're going to keep moving. Good to talk to you, bro. Bye. Go. Hi, Jared. Love you. Um, it's the fetishization, the fetishization of right. marginalized people, which um, is, it's not like saying, oh yeah, that woman's sexy. It's like, oh yeah, I think Indian chicks are sexy. Uh, it, and it's like, it's an, it's just another way of like othering. Sure. Sure. And it's, and yeah, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Yeah. Jason Aaron's like, you know what? I shouldn't have named her that. I didn't realize. I didn't know. Well, I good, just, on, I, good on Jason Aaron for that. And, for and like he, he donated his pay for the issue to, Native. to an indigenous charity. Right. And uh, let's get JD in here. Cause so he, cause he can, cause he's talking in the chat. We can talk about that in a minute. I got Frank Cirillo on, <laughs> unmuted here. Cause I'd like to talk about that oh, Star Trek trailer Frank, right shut now. Up, Frank. I don't think we need hey, to go guys. into this much more. Good on hey, Jason Aaron. Us. I'm glad he did the right thing and admitted I up. I can do better. Frank, how are you? Hey, good. Hey, uh, well, I've got pneumonia. That has to ah, Jesus. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I went to the doctor Thursday and he diagnosed me with pneumonia. So Ooh. if I sound a little weird and out of breath, that's probably why it got is. The walking um, pneumonia and the boogie woogie flu. Huh? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let me, let me start by answering my question. I'm going to go uh, blue beetle with this one. Blue beetle. Really, excellent choice. You know, because I mean, he's, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. um, super fun character, you know. And I, I was thinking he's like Batman, but with you know that smiles. But that's kind of creepy, Bat- smiling Batman. Um, one of the things that I came up that I found out about Blue Beetle was that he, this is like the third publisher that he's with. He went from one publisher, and he was a completely different character. Really? And then he went to Charlton Comics. Yeah, the original Blue Beetle was from Fox Comics from yeah, 1939. Golden, Golden, Age. Golden Age. Blue Beetle is a completely yeah. different character than right. Ted Cord. Yeah. Right. And then uh, Charlton had had the Blue Beetle um, and that was Ted Cord. And they right. went over to uh, D.C. And I, I just I love I loved Blue Beetle in in those comics because he was a he was he was he was funny. He was quippy. He had you know, he had a great relationship with Booster Gold. Yeah. So it was it was a fun it was a fun, fun character. OK, tell I me normally, about Blue Beetle real quick, because I and yeah. Joe, we might need your help here. But I. Yeah. Early Blue Beetle. Was he always connected to like Egyptian stuff or no. he was just like an iron man, uh, right? Well, well, there was, there was uh, something there. No, no, no. Uh, the scarab the original, and all that. The, all the stuff with the magical scarab that we've got with Jaime Reyes came from the golden age blue beetle. Okay. Gotcha. So the they golden age, work. the golden age blue beetle is a, is a, a man who was given powers by a mystical scarab. He did not get armor. He wore a silly, you know, golden age sure. style superhero sure. costume. <laughs> and, it, and he had like very broad general like power set. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
it was nothing like it is now where it's like, oh, it's an alien thing and he's got yeah. weird armor and it talks to him. No, it's like, but the mystical scarab thing, that's from the golden age. And for whatever reason, Ted Cord had it, but it didn't work for him. Right. That was the thing. It was like, oh. it was, he couldn't get it to work. He knew it worked. He couldn't get it to work. So he developed technology that could sort of like replace it. And that's what, that was also cool about him. He was an inventor. Yeah. He was, I mean, like I said, he was like a happy Batman. He was a more uh, approachable yeah. Iron Man is what he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. And, and yeah. he's, the, he's the inspiration for Night Owl. Yeah. And yep. yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, you know, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with that. That's a great answer. Um, that's a great, it's a great answer. It's, it's a fun answer. And you know, it's, it's, it's uh, but let's move on. I want to move on to uh, star Trek because you know, yeah, buddy, Ooh, boy, let's talk about arguably yeah. the best beard in the star Trek universe. Huh? Are you kidding me? Scoot over Riker. Do you see the beard on oh. that captain? <laughs> He's riding the horse. I'm like, damn, that guy looks good. Oh man. That was <laughs> oh, you mean the trailer. I'll get to that. I am not going to lie. Anson Mount is a handsome man and the Inhumans show did nothing for him. No, no. <laughs> he's, I think he's great. He looks great as Pike at this point. Yeah. He, he has developed the character more than the character ever even developed. Oh, without a doubt, series. without yeah. a doubt. And like, um, I, I read, I I can't remember one of the writers was talking about how like they looked at some of the Star Trek novels about yeah. Pike because like they don't outside of what very little bit yeah. of Pike we got in the series. The guy doesn't really have a personality. There's nothing there. And they didn't yeah. want to build something from scratch. Right. They wanted to like pay attention to something. And so they went back and like looked at the Pike novels. I have now listened to two of them audiobooks, and man, they're great. <laughs> they're did you, so did you good. The Enterprise Wars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was great. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I gotta. I want to get another one. Um, but you can see I, them doing it with Anson. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's totally yeah, oh, him. That's totally yeah. him. <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about Discovery because Discovery was like, it was like part one of a two part finale, and it's yeah. like, you can't, yeah, you can't talk about it yet. There's so much going on. Yeah. But I mean, man, I did really like it though. It was oh, great. I loved yes. it. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought. I thought it. It really is like it's getting you to the end of the end of the show. Right. And I love the interaction between the 10 C and how they kind of figured out how to talk to them. That was, yeah, it was really, that was really, really great. some great Star Trek stuff right there. Yeah. That was, that's the kind of Star Trek stuff I love. Right. How do we feel um, about Picard? Okay. Yeah. I'm getting into Picard. Now, first of all, Picard Q, there is some, there's definitely something wrong. Q. Yeah. He Picard sick. says it. He's sick. Yeah. But when he, he I mean, John Delancey was chewing the scenery, man. Oh, yeah. he was amazing. Oh, yeah. One of the one of my favorite things was as he takes him through a tour of this like horrific Jean-Luc Picard and shows him Gold Ducat, the skull of the Gold Ducat. So, the skull oh, of yeah. Mardoc, General <laughs> Mardoc. So Ferengi. Uh, Ferengi had bones in their ears. Yeah. I, I mean, they got to make him yeah. stick up like that somehow. I right? guess. Oh, my God. It was it was he. John Delancey was fantastic. But they, they had wings like bat, but like uh, uh, bones like bat wings have. Yeah, bones. yeah, yeah. Like I it's know. Just, yeah. It's just the you little know, when, when you drape the skin off of that, yeah. the painting of the, the painting of the evil like Enterprise. Oh, they, like, right. flying through space, yeah. blowing shit up. Like God, that was gr- it was fantastic. I need that above my fireplace. <laughs> right, right. I, I love. I want. I need. I need to see that painting so more. Cool. Um, when he slapped. When he slapped a card across the face, I was like, whoa, yeah. that, that actually was one of those moments where I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah I, you know? Like I made an auto, like I made an audible sound yes. like by yes. myself in my apartment. I, I, I was like, whoa, I yeah, love that was, we're in the mirror universe. I just get dropped there. Nobody knows what's going on. 
everybody right. they're not varies. in the mirror no, they're universe. not in the well, mirror not universe. The universe something and I think, similar and i think yeah. there's, they're going yeah. they're going a long way to kind of like show you it's not the mirror universe yeah the mirror universe people are very different they're they all have they goatees were, no this yeah they all have goatees <laughs> but this is this, this show the writers went to a very very lengthy into lengthy detail to kind of show you this is what's happening in America if you let people like totally, Donald yeah, yeah. Trump and, and it is it is absolutely a reaction to Look, that. there and is like, no uh, it, there's no it's not an accident that it's no not uh, that it's not called the Federation it's called the Confederation right, right. exactly oh, and I love that I everybody know. caught on really quick except for Allison yeah. Pill whose just right. brain is melting and she's just well, like she's, she's, old, but she's, she's drunk still but she's like what's going on well and what? she's a wreck she's a wreck okay. on her best day too <laughs> Pat, yeah Patton Oswald as the animated cat <laughs> the animated cat that oh was my great. god yeah. Yeah. I love I love this. This was better than the first episode. The first episode was great. This this episode was even better. Oh and yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. uh, I loved the first episode, but it was all like set up. Here's where they. Here's right. where they've been, and here's where yeah. we're going. Yeah. And yeah. and this is like okay, you know where they've been. Now you know where they are, and uh, shit's getting real. And it was yeah. like it was almost literally everything that I love about Star Trek all at once. Yeah. Like I love the time travel shit. I love alternate. <laughs> shit. I love like yep. Q, like all of this stuff. And yep. the small team has to save generation. reality, you know, like yeah. we got the Borg queen there is, is on the team. It is like so amazing. <laughs> it was so oh, good. Yeah. Now oh. I did hear, okay, I want to, I want to throw this out there because I heard a crazy theory that, that the, and now last week I said it was Picard's mother, the Borg queen that was all hooded. But yeah. somebody said that it's Jurati that might be the Borg queen. Um, like, I'm, I'm calling my yeah. shot right now. Yeah, I go, think go. that the ship that shows up out of the rift yeah. the, in the first episode is piloted by uh you know Picard's crew. This team. I, I think I think okay. it's uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's our guys. Oh yeah. okay, okay. All right. So we had to show up to initiate this thing. I think so too. Okay. Um, and I think and the thing with the board now, queen I could be wrong saying because we got she's... we got some Q shenanigans at the end there. Right. So I, I but yeah. I don't like Q's who put him in the alternate reality but but the, the thing life. with the Borg Queen saying the stuff that like Picard's mom said, I think that is the Borg Queen knowing Locutus's okay. old thoughts and having okay. access well, to Well, but stuff. I, I mean, I, okay. I don't think, but I agree with Frank that I'll, I don't think that. the reason we didn't see her face, my first thought was, oh, well, they just didn't have, like they've been filming for a while. Sure. COVID, whatever. They just didn't have access to the actors. Um, but uh, now I think that the Borg Queen, uh, the person we think is the Borg Queen, is probably seven. Oh, could um, be. Because could be. she's like, she it would make most sense for it to be. Yeah. Like someone like who's seven like, having to reclaim mm. that Borg nature. Right. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah. the most dramatic thing, but change not only it did and she, like make the Borg better. Like type. Yeah, thing. Well, but not only mm, was she, maybe. not only was she freed from the Borg, but in this new universe, she has never been Borg. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's the most dramatic twist for her to have to become. Why, right, right, right. By the Ooh, way, that's a good one. That actress good. is 54 years old and she yes. looks she's amazing. Amazing. She looks amazing. Oh my God. She's gorgeous. Oh, yep. I mean, the nineties were a long time ago. Yeah. Now, the, the, Borg, <laughs> the Borg, the yeah, the Borg queen that they had in the, in the tube. Um, she was fantastic. She was great. Like great. just, yeah. I mean, she was totally schizophrenic. Yeah. You know, like looking around, like looking at Picard, looking at seven. And when she addresses seven as, 
you know, seven of nine of Unimatrix, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh man, this is, she's going to, she's going to freak out right now. Well, and like when the other Confederates show up and they're like, shh, be quiet, shut up, shut up. She's like, this time is broken. This isn't, you know, like none of this computes. And they're like, shut up, shut up. (laughs) It was, oh, it was so good. This is, this, this is going to be, I, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And okay. So. Not, not much more to say because it's so it's this, there is so much there's so much right. to unpack and we got to keep moving here frank it. so but uh, but i want to uh just just on uh strange new worlds that that trailer mm-hmm. was everything that star trek is and yeah. i'm like i am super excited again I, I posted the trailer when it came out and it is i am so excited about this show it, it looks like I it's gonna do wait. what we've been saying like it would be nice to have one show that just does yes. the star trek thing here's yes. one episode of this here's one episode of this Here's yeah. one episode of that, you know, you like know maybe you know something what? bigger, like in the background, but like, right. let's go to this planet and solve this problem. Let's go to that planet and solve it's, this mystery. You know, like, like, look, you know that a captain has achieved classic captain status when you see him on horseback. Totally. <laughs> yes. just, or chopping wood right. or splitting logs. That's the other way they do it. There you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Splitting logs exactly. on horseback, <laughs> right yeah. a vineyard. Like, they all end up cowboys like, at some point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Frank, it's good to talk great. to you, buddy. All right. You too. We'll talk soon. Take care, Frank. Feel better. I'm asking Brian Domingos to unmute. Trying to anyway. Where is he? There Brian he is. Domingos, that guy owes me. Get in here, Brian. How you doing, man? Hey, now what's going on, guys? Oh, you know, hey, Brian. We were just screaming about Star Trek and loving it, but now we're going to switch gears. I know. Good for you guys. It's yeah. awesome. I have no interest in it. <laughs> That's why we I, I switched gears that, to Brian. I, so. I love that it's that, that it's good and that you guys like it. That's awesome. Fair. Um, <laughs> the um, I, I I thank you for the news about the Gil Simone. Um, book uh the jessica, jessica jones, jones thing. Yes. i i don't care about the variant thing like I, I like why i mean i understand but like who cares but um i'm down for a good uh phil noto book with a good writer so let's yeah. do it oh I'll, uh, I'll look at phil noto draw anything if phil noto is on my little pony i'm in let's go i mean he he's drawn <laughs> a lot of not great comics because yeah. he's t- teamed up with writers i don't care about but that's yeah, right. one that is good so let's do it like I still, I'm on board for that. I still have a lot of those comics because I love Phil Noto so much though. I mean, quite, a, he's one of those artists that I'll just follow. That guy's amazing. I love him. It's like when, when he's on, it's like, wow. Yeah. Like I remember when he showed up and it was one of the, uh, the gate crasher books you guys were talking about on yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. And, and it was like, this is like, I've never seen anything like this before. It was so like cool and like. It was like sixties almost like there's that yeah. weird, like Mad Men kind of style. Definitely. It's like. It's and like real life, but like tilted a little washed bit. out backgrounds, um, watercolors <clears throat> yeah. and stuff, man. He's so good. He's so good. He's great. So that, that'll be good. We, I, I'm ready for more, uh, Jessica Jones content. Um, the, uh, Joe, I don't know if you saw that, but the, uh, the, the new issue of back issue is out on the stands and it's the star men issue. Oh, um, so I got my copy in the mail today, my pre-ordered copy. I um, did not know that was a thing. Get all your full, star man. Um, dirt. Well, this is, this is, un- it's that kind of like, monkey paw sort of thing where uh tony harris had done that full japanese starman art for oh, like yeah. so, you know and then it was like oh it's for this comic it's not actually like a comic <laughs> coming out it's for a magazine yeah. which is yeah. total total bummer yeah but, everyone was um, like more tony harris starman they're like oh it's well, coming. I mean, it's sort coming. of oh, yeah no. but it's a, not what you think it's a, <laughs> it's a big interview like a, yeah. you know it'll be fun to revisit yeah. but it's funny because it's got like star spangled kid and um, and all the star man stuff. And then it's like, and the star jammers. 
And um, <laughs> Leon, and um, in that comic, Starstruck, and you know, the Starro one the Conqueror, at, like, you know, and yeah, all like, the heroes of the Archie Starverse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, Star Jammers. All right, I, I mean, I know they got to fill their pages right. or something, but um, and Wild Star I, from Image. Don't forget him. Wild, <laughs> uh, wild Star. <laughs> real quick, that that Phil Noto book uh, for Black Bull was beautiful killer, written ah, by Jimmy Palmiotti. Okay, yeah. Uh, it came out in 2002. Nice. That was a million years ago. You will not be um, able to find it. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. I know who even knows where those things it, exist. It is gone. Um, yeah. And, and the fact that no one has reprinted all those like wizard comics, I just. There's a I whole story like, behind it. There's a whole story behind it where like, from what I remember, wizard was like, yeah, you guys are owners of your stuff. You work for wizard, but you're cre- it's creator owned. And the wizard's like, we're shutting this down. And you don't really own that stuff. I know we said that, but like. <laughs> Well, it's, and there was some even fights like the, for stuff. Like the and then and they there's just, no like everybody no gave digital up. magazines. Like where yeah. you know, like I I would think that just get the archive out there. Like why not? Like why? they're fun to. I think it's, it's like old TV guides. Like, nobody you know, knows like, who owns it at this point. I think that's the problem. Yeah, that's probably it. That's why, you know, why like we don't read rom comics. Yeah, you know, because like who knows? He's out there somewhere, but. <laughs> yeah, now, I, I mean, thought, but I thought that there was a follow up series. Just a pilgrim. Uh, just a pilgrim. Yeah, that popped up somewhere. after Black Bull folded. Yeah, but I could be wrong about that. It may have still come out from Black Bull. I don't think it was. I think it showed up somewhere else later on. I don't recall, but like it was only a four issue series to end his. Story. Oh, the, well, the trade. Uh, no, both of these series were collected. Oh no, Just a Pilgrim Garden of Eden was a Black Bull book. Oh, um, but the trades at the time for those books were published by Titan Books. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, sorry. Titan. There we go. Titan is the place where licenses go to die. That's that the weirdest. They just they've got <laughs> yeah. all the random shit over there. Like Titan's like, you like Doctor Who? Oh yeah. Do you like the fourth one that no one remembers? Well, here's seventy five <laughs> well, okay. comics about him. Yeah. Look, fourth, fourth, fourth Doctor is the wrong one to pick for that joke. But yes, why? Because the fourth Doctor is the most famous Doctor Who of all time. Oh, Baker. okay, <laughs> fine. So. The- the third. How's that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. The third or the seventh. I'll let you pick. Yeah, fifth doctor. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Brian, what Who would else? even know? Yeah. No idea. Um, yeah, so the uh, Batman came out, the movie. Um, it did. And uh, I, I agree, uh, Matt, you said last week, like, it was really great. I don't know that I need to watch it again. And that's kind of how I felt like it pushed so many buttons and, and was like, this is the Batman I've been like really waiting for yes. for a really long time. A and detective like, Batman. Like Finally. I, I love that stuff. Like I thought it, it's, I was surprised that it was not as grim or like startle scary as the trailers made it look like yeah. it's actually kind of subdued. And I, I, I was really bit. impressed with like, there's no, especially compared to something like uh, the, t- the uh, James Gunn things. There's no squelching. Yeah, like the the mur- <laughs> which I like. We need less like squelching. Uh, you know, Brian Domingos, twenty twenty four, less squelching in movies and TV. <laughs> like I don't need squirting blood and, and eyeballs and all. Like I just we've seen it and everything, and that's like the default that people do now. But I like uh, it the- when it's when it's fits this when it fits the scene i don't need it in my batman you it's know? just well, i it's love like, gore i i'm i'm totally down with gore like i watched the the netflix texas chainsaw massacre it was garbage but i'll tell you what the gore was really good that's where gore yeah, belongs it, i don't need it it's in my the batman. texas chainsaw massacre exactly Great. but when i'm watching exactly. like the you know mayor of kingstown like i should not have to put my <laughs> hand over the screen because like they are brutally murdering someone like, oh, I don't you, want coward. To see you coward you coward I don't want it. It's enough. Like I get, you stabbed him. I, he's going to go die in prison. I totally get it. I, I am going to, to go see the Batman again though. I, I, I like I a week out. I want to see it again to, because I'm trying to decide like, 
And it's a discussion that I had with my buddy, uh, Justin, and I had with my wife, and I was talking to Tavertic about it. It's like, everybody wants to say, well, this is the best Batman movie. Well, like, look, I, I think that's kind of like saying, well, this is the best Batman comic ever. Every creator that comes in and does a Batman comic does a slightly different version of their Batman or problem that Batman is having and how he deals with it. And I think that's kind of how we have to think about these movies, because this Matt Reeves is not telling the same story that Nolan told. He's just not. The well, Nolan but, movies but were completely Nolan movies, different. Nolan movies are Bruce Wayne trying to shake yes. Batman. You yes. know, trying to, to not be Batman. First and, and foremost, is, they were a Bruce Wayne story. Yeah. And, the, and that's just not, it's not, the, it's not what the comics are about. Like yeah. we've seen this so many times, like, you know, it is, it's not who he is. And it's, it's that he, he has a, he's of tunnel vision because this is the way his like PTSD has manifested and this is all he can do. And he's going to, he's going to go out tonight and save the life of one more person. Yeah. yeah. He's going to stop yeah. some, some poor kids, parents from dying. And you yes. see that in, in the Matt Reeves movie where like the dad's dead and he's like, and he's looking at the kid like, Oh, if only I could have like, I wasn't here, but I'll, I'll try to be here next time. Yeah. You know, like that, that. And, and so I loved that, like Bruce Wayne, that, I mean, God, the, the eye makeup, was just, I know it's like the, you know, the, you know, the bad emo joke, cause it's not actually emo, but you know, that bad joke about that, like, but it just the fact that he's like, I don't care that it's on my face. Who cares? Right. Like, I, and it I'm make, busy. Also, got, it makes sense that I come home after a long night of getting shot and beat up and like thrown off buildings and stuff. If I take my mask off, I'm going to look like shit. <laughs> you know, and he's, you know, he's really sitting bad he's like working and it's like running down his face. And yeah. He's like I haven't showered yet. I don't need to shower because right. I have more crimes to solve. He's thinking like, about being tonight. Batman. Like this character it's, is Batman. No question. And it is the story yeah, of a broken person. It's, and I, and I, I thought it was even doing that. Like I was impressed with Reeves is like, self-control in yeah. a lot of places like he he was really he kind of like there were things that he he didn't overdo it in like anything and i right. really appreciated that like, like and it's kind of like that david fincher like it's a filmmaker which i love like i don't want the Zack snyder bombastic thing like that works sometimes yeah but like and like okay so it, snyder is a good example like when we saw Ben Affleck as Batman at first, like he looked great in the suit, but all Snyder did with him was like Batman jump scare, Batman jump scare, Batman's over here. You know, like, okay, I get that. And Reeves, like the first time we see Batman in this movie, he slowly walks out of the dark and you're just like, okay, that guy's scary as hell. You know, <laughs> like something is wrong with that guy. Like the same way you well, might looks, feel about it. He looks serial, crazy. Right. Know? He looks like, like a serial killer. He looks like a serial like, killer has walked into the room. And like, yeah. and it's just like the, Casey Jones, right? It's right. kind of like that guy looks nuts. Yes. And then they're like, and like the oh, slow scene and, walking down the hall with all the cops looking at him. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, that guy's, he's crazy. <laughs> this guy's out of his goddamn mind. Why is he dressed like this? You know? Oh, it, it's so I mean, effective. But that's kind of though. the point of Batman, right? Is like, right. It, Criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. I will become the knight. Yes. I, yes, father, I will become a bat. I just blah, think, blah, blah. He, I think he's doing it in a way that Reeves did it in a way that made the person look disturbed. Whereas Snyder's Batman was like, I'm rich and I'm calm and I'm whatever. And I'm going to murder the hell out of that Superman. You know, like, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, like say what you will about the interpretation, but like Snyder's Batman was a Batman that had been at it for 20 years. Right. And yeah. He was, was He's seen everything. And, and it was a superhero Batman, yeah. not the, like, this was the Batman that took place firmly in the DCU that I was like, 
begging for her at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, it, like that's the Batman where it's like, oh yeah, he fights alongside Superman and right. he and he tackles parademons at night. Um, so yeah, we see him zipping around and punching through walls. Right, and, he's very much a superhero um, Batman. This like this Batman is a guy who lost his mind and has trained way too hard and has devoted his life to this and is either going to die doing it or is going to figure out a better way to do it. You know, like yeah. my. I totally agree. My my favorite part um, of the Bruce Wayne stuff was after um, the thing happens to Alfred and they're sitting in the hospital and um, and he's sitting there and Alfred wakes up and you expect him to say like, Hey, I'm sorry, but he's like, you lied to me. Yeah. Like he's just so like, like, no, no apologies. Yeah. I'm doing it. Like screw you. Like he's so focused. And so, and it was like the, the easy way was like, making amends and he's yeah. like no i'm not here to make amends like i've got i've got shit to do and i can't believe you did this and right and he's, i thought and he's I crazy you were helping and, and you're it, not helping it all feeds into his like crime conspiracy war that he's fighting you know like he's just pulled into it i i really liked also in this one that when bruce wayne shows up there isn't a bunch of reporters like bruce wayne international party boy what are you who's this lovely lady on your arm and he's like well this is you know like Bruce Wayne shows up and people are like, whoa, I thought that guy was dead. Like, yeah, look who's like here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. because he's not there yet. Right? He's like, like a Howard is, Hughes at this point almost. Where it's this, like, is, uh, this is the stage of Bruce Wayne where he's like, I am not Bruce. I am not interested in right. putting up appearances for Bruce Wayne's life. And yeah. that's like the conflict with Alfred. And, and Alfred's like, you have to do this. You, like, you have to do this thing. The city relies on you. The company right. relies on you. Well, I don't care about the company. Well, if you don't care about the company, then, you know, X, Y, and Z, like you have to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And so he just like barely makes an attempt at being Bruce Wayne. Whereas the, you know, rich playboy, Bruce Wayne, it, we know is a facade, sure. but he also knows that he's got to play that role. I like that. He's worse at being Bruce Wayne than he is Batman <laughs> at this point. It's, yeah. He's he, it's, it's so much fun. Like him showing up at the funeral and he's yeah. like, they're just looking at him like, what does he do? And he's just like, he forgets not to like beat the hell out of the gangster. Right. Like, he goes after him and he's like, and they're, they're like, Hey, hey, hey. and he's like, Oh yeah. The I, second time he comes to the you, iceberg, you can see me the yeah. second time he comes to the iceberg oh, and he's yeah. just Bruce Wayne and it's like raining. And he says the exact same thing he says to oh, the twins that he beat yeah. up the first time where he did the door opens and they look at him and he goes, you know who I am? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> like, come on in the crazy rich guy. <laughs> uh, look, uh, That's great. I, and I am, I'm just saying right now, since we're getting a penguin spinoff show, those twins are twiddled D and Tweedledum. Because if not, why are we even here? Yeah, but they're not going to name them that. Yep, they should. <laughs> I mean, maybe the penguin calls them that, like, a, like a, like an insult. But no, those tough guys are going to go. That's me, Tweedledee. Yeah, and I'm Tweedledum. <laughs> well, yeah, no, of course not. Because <laughs> it, it this could is, be a, an offhand thing where they call someone right. calls them that. Like I would guess yeah. the the penguin refers to them like, all right, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, get your stupid asses out of my office or whatever. Oh my god, <laughs> his his bad De Niro is so good. It was, it was like the, that, that scene when it's when it's Gordon and, and uh, Batman and they're like yeah. grilling him, and he's like, he's like, are you guys what, like? What do you, you guys don't know anything? What yeah. are you doing here? It's like world's greatest <laughs> like, detective over here doesn't speak yeah. Spanish. Yeah. yeah he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. like, I laughed out loud. Like, yeah. Because he was cartoonishly like, ridiculous. Like his yeah. accent. And it, it's perfect because it is still the penguin. And the penguin is a ridiculous cartoon. I mean, he did everything short of the wow, basically. You know? But, um, uh, so I, I don't like, I, I am disappointed about the, the Gotham city, uh, the police thing. Because yeah. Because yeah. I, 
but maybe that's too early. You know, like you're not going to get Montoya in the right. I mean, that's, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't I, want a GCPD show without like Christmas Allen and Montoya. Well, it was supposed to be set year one of Batman. So it would have been the year before we got this movie. So maybe they were there. I don't know. But they didn't name any of them in the movie. That's either. the thing, right? As like I was thinking about this as we were talking about it at the beginning of the show. Um a GCPD show where they just gave us a movie and only gave us one character from the GCPD to care about. Right. It's probably not great. Um, and so if they say like the story evolved, we're switching gears. That's fine. But Arkham is tired. Yeah. I, I think Arkham is tired. I did. I was, as we were talking, I remembered that I didn't like that. They made Martha and Arkham. You know, like that was the thing is that she's not a cane. She's a, she's an Arkham. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Right. You know, so, what? and I had to actually look that up because somebody, uh, somebody was talking to me about that. Um, and that is, that comes from the Jeff Johns Batman uh, Earth One graphic novels uh, oh. where they actually did make oh. Martha an Arkham. And I don't like it either, but at least there is a comic precedent, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that counts to some, I mean, fair enough. I yeah. really don't have a so, problem with the changes they made to the family. In fact, I think it made things a little more interesting where all of a sudden maybe they weren't the perfect parents that were just there's taking a, their there's child a line, to right? the movies, like, uh, you know? There, there's, a, there's a line there. Like right. to find out that these parents that you've lionized are not the perfect human being like every kid has that right sure uh, like you find out yo your dad's just a mortal being not a superhero or he's kind of a shithead or whatever um there's that line where it's like well yeah okay mom was a little crazy and dad made a questionable decision one time and immediately regretted it and we're, we moved him and then he switched gears and became you know whatever yeah the best guy uh, in the world after that so and and like that's one thing but then like uh, spoilers for the telltale batman games uh the telltale batman uh point and click adventure games we're, we're spoiling um, the movie here i think <laughs> no i know but i'm just saying like if yeah. you haven't played those games this is a huge spoiler for those games um they uh, in the very first one there have been two uh there have been two uh games and in the first one they're like yeah no thomas wayne was not good in fact, he was a criminal. He worked with Falcone and blah, blah, blah. And all of this stuff about him being a billionaire philanthropist is built on like blood money, blah, blah, blah. And I kept expecting the entire game for them to reveal that it is a fake out. But they don't. In the Telltale Batman games, Thomas Wayne was a bad person. Well. And uh, so, like, it's one thing to do it in the way that the movie does it. It's another thing to go, no, it's true. Right. Uh, and that would have been too far for me. Right. So let's jump back to that real quick, because, like, in the conspiracy with Thomas Wayne and all that, we had a reporter that outed him named Edward Elliott, who is obviously the father of Tommy Elliott, who is. Well, I mean, I think that's hush, an Easter egg. Right. But yeah, and I mean, they keep mentioning hush money. Hush is written on the wall in the Riddler's room and stuff like that. Like it's there's a lot of Easter egging going on there. And I could see there's them a lot doing, of Easter egging. Yes, I could see them doing something with Hush in the next movie where instead of doing a Bane type thing where they say, OK, here is the anti Batman. Another rich kid trained just as hard, wants to avenge his dad, blames the Wayne family for everything that happened, knows 
that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but it's not coming after him to out him, just wants to beat him, show him he's better, show him he's wrong, and his family ruined his. You know, like that could be really interesting. Also, yeah, I, I mean, the, Batman the totally that took that, Venom in this movie. So maybe Bane is going to show up. The green stuff, right? <laughs> yes. yes. No, I, there was absolutely yeah. Venom, right? No question. Had to be. Right? Because he, 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 he like yeah. aped out when he did it. You know? It was, like, it look, was simple uh, green, right? Yeah. The stuff you clean yeah, like your, right. your like, look, with. Yeah, right. Everyone, <laughs> everyone out there that's like, oh, it's, a, it's adrenaline. No. First of all, adrenaline is clear and you inject it into your heart. Right. Uh, you like you don't just like stab a gr- a vial full of glowing green right. liquid into your leg. And venom is traditionally glowing green. It makes you go insane. It makes you stronger, yeah. and that's exactly what we saw and, it do. And um, Brian, we're gonna keep moving. Joe, finish that thought. It's good to talk to you, man. Later, guys. Bye, Brian. Um, in the comics where they introduced Venom prior to bringing Bane into the comics, Bruce was hooked on it because he he thought it made him a better Batman. Right. And uh, there was a whole storyline, a great storyline in Legends of the Dark Knight. It didn't make him into a hulking beast. No. And, and so like, Bane, like the reason Bane becomes Bane is because he's injecting like whole fire extinguishers right. full of yeah, stuff into giant his body. tubes on his back. Yeah, he, he was mainlining it. <laughs> yeah. yeah like it was Bruce like a Wayne fast and like furious knot situation like, in his, on his back. I, I think even I think in it was in pill form even in uh uh, when Batman was taking in the it. Venom so, like, sto- in the Venom storyline, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, that's crazy. When, that's when yeah, Batman yeah. taught us kids about steroids. Welcome, say, yeah. JD. Got a catch. How are you today? Don't do drugs, kids. Don't Knowing do drugs. Half the battle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> say yes to drugs. Do your milk, or say no, it's say what is it? Say no to milk. What are we wrapping about today, JD? Uh, well, first of all, uh, the answer of the week's hard because. Like being a Marvel guy, I struggled to find any Marvel characters. There's some Marvel characters that have come over, but I'm not going to say they're celebrated. I mean, I even looked at <laughs> even looking it up and like there's like 15 Marvel characters you didn't know came from other publishers. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're wrong. These are all timely characters and that's still Marvel. Right. You're wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't you get- know. But so my answer is not a good one, but it's one that I'm bringing up because because I think the promise of it was great and unfortunate things happened. And okay. that is the Wildstorm characters in DC. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it's my favorite. I'm just saying it had the potential to be awesome. <laughs> I'm saying there is exactly one that I am okay with. Grifter. And that is Grifter. That's it. Yeah. Because he makes perfect sense. Okay. There's a guy with guns that wears a mask. It's a badass, yeah. and it, Got it. But well, you're going to try I mean, and sell me like yeah. on Zealot and Maul and Warblade. Well, and Apollo and Midnighter. Yeah. And Apollo the Midnighter, we've got them. That, sorry, yeah. they're already here. I don't need a dark Superman and Batman also here. You know? I mean, I don't know, but I do like the idea of a dark Batman and Superman who are, you know, stooping. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I like, so, okay. I, I know you're I agree. To I like, I totally, do I, I, I totally, <laughs> I totally agree 100%. Uh, that Wildstorm in the DC universe is wasted, but I think that you, I think you're right that there's potential there. Like you mm-hmm. can, sure. Like if you want to tell me that there is like a secret invasion <laughs> going on at DC with the Daemonites, uh, like, oh, yeah. and then and, and then there's like a, a then there's like a shadow group of operatives that, great, sure, I get it. Sure. Half alien, half alien characters. The superheroes I haven't even heard of them because they're so good at keeping under wraps and yeah. now the war spilling out into the street. Fine. 
That's not what they did. No, that's not what they did. They never committed well, to it. And, and and the other thing, the other thing about that is that I think falls under the whole wasted potential thing is, and this is something that I wanted to talk about a little bit more because it's coming back is, uh, well, not coming back, but the wild storm. Yeah. The Ellis uh, book that we're never going to see finished. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was so great. It was, and it so, was good. so good. And what he did with those 90s properties and yeah. what he did to turn them on their head and, and, and just make them so interesting. And the reason why I bring this up and I'm sorry, Brian didn't bring it up because uh, he's the wild storm guy. Uh, but Ellis uh, is dipping his toes back in public life a little bit. Uh, his, his orbital operations newsletter is back up and running. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've gotten probably about three of them so far. Okay. Um, he's being very careful about what he talks about. He's not talking about himself at all. He's not talking about any projects he's working on. It's more of a producing, you know, it's more of a, Hey, this is media. I find interesting. It's more recommendation of other people's work sure. and things like that, which is, I think a pretty safe way. And I mean, I know there's, everyone's got their different threshold as to when is it, when is it okay to yeah, sure. come back or when is it okay to talk to these people again, or even admit you like them or anything like that. I never stopped liking him or his work. I recognize he made a mistake. He did a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and he needed to reflect and take time and he needed to, but as far as did he make amends? I don't know. I'm not the person he, right. I, I'm not, I, I'm not the, the person right. I'm not, I'm not in that group that he, that he hurt. That's, That's up to them. Uh, but I also think it, yeah, it's uh, in the, uh, in the same, uh, in the same way, it's not really our place to say, um, he didn't make amends. We also, or he did make amends. We also can't say he didn't make amends. Yeah. Like we yeah. can't say it either way because we right. are not, those people yeah um but um we it is our job to like stay quiet on that Uh on that particular um topic until those people decide right yeah in the meantime if you think it's fine and you want to read his comics go ahead if you don't think it's fine you don't want to that's your decision and i respect it either way you know and the thing the thing that i just have a hard time with is the i mean it, it would be different if he didn't have so many works unfinished yeah yeah you know, the things that you know were promised yes. you know the wild storm yeah uh, injection you know injections halfway <laughs> yeah. you know it's just stuck yeah. oh even trees like yeah trees was the last time that yeah. came out you know like oh uh big girls right that was him too no or was that no. just jason howard that was just that was jason howard yeah that was just jason yeah. howard um, but yeah, that, I mean, those things, and it's, yeah, it's just so hard. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what I, it is, but I mean, yeah. and like, you know, it's, he, like you say, he's kind of creeping his way back and DC is very quietly putting out the, um, like the Batman's grave trade just came out. The yeah. Batman's grave trade. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, which was an excellent read by the way. It really was very, yeah, very it, good. But it, it, I think, you know, it, we say this all the time and yeah, I, I don't, uh, is, is that it, everyone's mileage is going to vary when it comes sure. to things like this. Sure. Yeah. Um, like, do, do I watch Buffy with the same enjoyment? No, but I also oh. haven't been able to watch it with the same enjoyment for a while now because I'm not the same person I was. Sure. Right. Speaking when of which, I first saw it. Buffy premiered 25 years ago. 
25 years ago this week. (laughs) That's insane. 25 years ago on my birthday. (laughs) Oh, wow. We are crazy old. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to end with the whole, I like problematic creators. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like I've talked about that too much. So I am going to talk real quick about a comic I just read that I absolutely loved. Hit me. And I don't think enough people talked about it, but uh, the death of Dr. Strange Spider-Man. It was great. It was really oh, good. One of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man one. Huh? It was one of the best Spider-Man stories I've read in forever. It was really it was great. Steeped in current continuity yep. and everything. And I mean, I just thought it was wonderful. And the the dynamic between Felicia and Ben. Yep. So great. It's wonderful. You know, it's so like, yeah. like the whole, like, you want to be Spider-Man? You can't because Spider-Man is Peter Parker, right? It's the guy in that bed. Yeah. You know? She's like, sure. And you're he, better at it. I agree. You got more toys. Sure. Yeah, you got all this backing. Don't but have you're the not, I mean, he's not, yeah, he's not, not better Peter at it. He's Parker. better equipped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but he, the, the, the line he makes at the end though, that is great. It's just like, you admit there has to be a Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter can't do it right now. Eventually the kid in Brooklyn's going to step up, but until then yeah. I'm all you got. And I love the fact that he referenced miles. Yeah, because Miles housed him. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. And I love that Ben like had to sell it too. It was yeah. like, look, I I'm doing this. So yeah. if you're gonna stop me, try and stop me. But somebody has to be Spider Man. And she's right. like, all right, 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 fine. Then I'm coming with you. <laughs> you know, and I, I I do like that. But I also really love like how Ben approached it in those first Beyond issues where. um he comes to Peter and he's like, look, I just want your blessing to become yeah. Spider-Man again. And Peter's like, of course, yeah, you know what? Hey, we're brothers, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, here's the thing. It's like, I'm not really asking. I'm just yeah. telling you. There's some I, legal I, stuff that I didn't want to bring up uh, first. I'm telling you that I'm, I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you that I'm Spider-Man and I am legally the only Spider-Man. Right. Well, and, then, and then when he, when he yeah. tried to deliver the cease and desist to Miles. Oh God. Yeah. That was so good. <laughs> and Miles, I mean, seriously, Miles housed him. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, you know, I, I like I have the I, toys, I, but I got different powers. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I, I know this is kind of switching gears, but uh, away from what you were uh, talking about. But I, I really just have enjoyed Beyond in yeah. general. It's been oh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. It's been such it's a been fun time. So much yeah. better than we thought it was going to be. Uh, JD, read the Death of Doctor Strange Moon Knight book that came out this week. It was wonderful. Uh, All I'm, these yeah, tie-ins have been I'll, so I'll good. Catch it. I'll catch it in three months. It'll be there in three months. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep moving. I've been, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Like sitting. Oh, that was the other thing in that same book the the spider-man one the the moon knight scene yeah <laughs> where they're like like you gotta go get the the the, the baby eater guy and they're and it's yeah. covered in blood it's like what i said <laughs> i'd take care of it right <laughs> totally great <laughs> this latest moon knight series is so friggin' oh, no, great it's, it's so much so fun and I, I sincerely hope that's what we're getting they're gonna I know. steer towards in this i think we're gonna get something similar to yes. that but i do know i did see some rumblings that it's gonna be super supernatural heavy yeah which is gonna be kind of cool but fine the, the fact that like we literally got mr knight and yeah. i thought i, I thought the, there was no way in hell we were gonna get, get the mr. picture knight. of like, him in the three-piece shit, suit with the white face and he's unbuttoning his cufflinks to like yes. obviously beat Throwing the hell out the of somebody i've said this i think i said this online uh but i'll repeat it here um i think it is so great how even though he yes he's wearing a suit Mm-hmm. That suit looks like shit. Yeah. 
the images are off yeah there's one picture of it that looks really nice actually yeah like, because it's it's a pattern it's it's a it's a it's like oh it does have a weird pattern yeah it's, it's and, a, and that's like what, that was what i was patterning in okay. the in the silk but the mask yes has that crazy seam down the middle yeah but, like yeah. I, I think at the time when they first showed the mr knight thing yeah. i i thought i was like oh it, because of the pattern right or right, like yeah. it looked like texture i was like yeah yeah this looks like a suit that he cobbled together out of like scraps of cloth. That like, he found. here's what I have. Or, here's what I have left of the uniform I made. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, it, right. And it's, it's like, Oh, this does not look like an actual, like he didn't go to Brooks brothers and buy this. Right. Yeah. Well, no, this, the rack. I mean, but that patterning that, that, that silk fabric is very Eastern inspired. So that goes with the whole, yeah. uh, Egyptian I wonder if theme. it, um, you know, we got that, we got that one glimpse and I don't, we don't know if this is real if it's real or if it's um like in his mind or whatever, where the, the, the actual moon Knight costume kind of like flows over him. him. I think that's, Um, that's going to end up being like dreamy stuff. Yeah. I think that, that I think, I hope that's dreamy stuff, but I do like the idea that, and it's something that I'm surprised I've never done with him before, but make the costume literally mummy ash. Yeah. Mummy ask. It does look very, it's very David Finch. Yeah. And it's, and like, I'm fine if he sees that happening, like that's what he believes is happening. The suit crawls over him yeah. in the night and he becomes, you know, the fist of conch or whatever. But in reality, like we have another scene where he's just like, I'm putting on my shin pads and you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like get my helmet on and like, tighten or, up those or, gloves or, and like here we go. You know, <laughs> or, in, or it's just, a way for him to account for the lost time where he was like, I was, yeah. smart. I, I was walking around as Steven Grant yes, and I'm beating this guy up and I'm trying to remember what happened. Right. Oh yeah. That's suddenly, how he remembers it. Suddenly yeah. the moon called to me and I transformed yeah. like, no, you ran home and put this on and then you went and beat the hell out of this guy. <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. right. <laughs> All right, JD, we're going to keep moving, man. It's good to talk to you. Talk to you guys later. Bye bud. Harvey, get in here. Harvey Locust. How are you today, buddy? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's up, Harvey? Good. What are we talking about? So how much did you pay to get into the Batman? Uh, I don't even, I mean, it was, we went well, to you like didn't a, go to, you didn't go to AMC though. I think it's only AMC is doing that ticket price or, thing. Yeah. Right What's now. That? What is that? I don't AMC even know. is doing premium ticket pricing for the Batman where they you pay a little bit more to see a movie you want to see. I just went to the Alamo and it was like a three o'clock show. So I think we got in cheap and we had drink specials too. It was great. <laughs> And there was barely anybody there because it was three o'clock on like a Friday. So, <laughs> but it was great. Yeah. Uh, but so that, is pre- that is some hot nonsense about uh, yeah. AMC. Yeah. Well, Lord knows AMC has always been very level-headed and fair with all this crap. So, you yeah. Know, right. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> and you know me, I'm not going to the theater ever again. So fair enough. And by the way, Joe, I did figure out a recipe for theater popcorn, movie theater popcorn. Oh, the it, trick of it is, motor is you oil. have to get the topping. <laughs> you have to oh, get the topping. Yeah. Motor oil. The topping. They sell it. Uh, Orville Redenbacher sells it in stores. You can get a yep. bottle of it. And yep. It's that same, like, it's that same it's sickly, same stuff. like, yellow. We'll look back <laughs> yep. on this conversation and we'll, and we'll say, remember when Harvey killed Joe? Do you guys remember that? <laughs> no, no. I, I have, gosh, I can't remember the last time I had Joe's body with, like, yeah, empty was, bottles of, of like, fake popcorn on. butter. <laughs> like, bro, bro, bro. Uh, but, yeah, no, I have seen, I have seen that stuff and I don't even think they call it, but, like, they can't call it butter. No, it's, it's a, butter. I think it's a petroleum it's, product. It's no, a, they, well, they, yeah, they it's, it's, it's certainly a flavored oil. Yeah, it's some sort of flavored oil. But, um, yeah, I've, I have seen have that to, in the store. 
you not only have to use this as your topping, you have to cook the popcorn in it. Right. You, you use that as your oil too. Yeah. All right. Enough popcorn talk. What else we got, Harv? Come on. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to uh, the two-headed nerd popcorn cast. <laughs> Spider-Man leak. Spider-Man No Way Home uh, Blu-ray quality leak online has Uh-oh. forced has forced them to move the the release date up to March 15th. So oh. we are going to get the movie out this Tuesday now hey. instead of the 22nd. All Holy right. cow. Wow. Look at that. That's fast. Well, yeah, man, it's like <laughs> It's like they didn't know that people leaked movies or pirated yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, They're apparently like, there, they must there have just figured this out. Blu-ray leak too, <laughs> that somebody on somebody on eBay is selling actual physical copies that they got a hold of early, and they're just like, "We're selling them." Uh, you know, care. I don't, I don't. We don't need to devote a ton of time to to this particular part of the discussion, yeah. but like, I don't want to help I people. Really, <laughs> I don't want to no, get arrested I, I just, for helping I, people. I don't but. really understand how these um, DVD quality, like Blu-ray quality bootlegs can exist here's how they exist I'll prior tell you, to the existence i'll tell of you exactly a, of a how Blu-ray. korea japan and a lot of china they will allow you to do exactly what we've been doing like acting like it's a new idea where they do day and date releases and you can pay more to watch movies at home oh. they've been doing that for years in japan that's why we would get these leaks because see. they just wouldn't tell us about it in the states because they wanted us to go to movie theaters and movie, movie theaters are much, I mean, there's movie theaters in, you know, Asia, they're smaller, they're not as mm-hmm. big, you know, and whatnot. And mo- people go to movies still, but mm-hmm. this is something they've been doing for years in Asia and just you acting just like, options. and we act like, well, here, there's so many buttons you have to push so people can watch it at home. Like, give me a goddamn break. Just give us and the damn movies movie. are so tiny. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, I mean, like I, there's a whole argument about the, the theater industry and I get that, but like, yeah. come on. Figure it out, guys. Figure it out. Yeah, it's 2022. Right. Like, don't make people go to a theater if they don't want to. Yeah, it's stupid. Last thing I've quick, got a home the, theater that I built. So, I mean, yeah. Want to watch yeah. This at home. The, uh, the Doctor Strange trailer that everybody's been saying that uh, we're going to see Superior Iron Man. Yeah. Something why, or similar. Yeah. Why is nobody saying Iron Lad? Who would be Kang? Who, Good, right? Yep. Um, be. Uh, the reason I think it's Iron, I think it's a Tony thing and not a Kang thing is because it's very heavily implied that it's the Illuminati. Yeah. And uh, that's, and I don't even think, like, I think it's going to be, uh, Matt mentioned this, and I think it's going to be a, a small part of the story where it's like, the multiverse has gotten together and decided that you made a big mistake. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where we're going to see the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that they are going to be like the driving force of the movie. No, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a short I, scene I, in the middle and they're going to be a doctor. Okay. Steven, we'll give you one more chance to put the genie back in the bottle, but if not, I'm still you're not under arrest or whatever. I, I, I'm still not convinced that they aren't saving, um, full blown Kang shenanigans for, yeah the next Avengers or fantastic four or, or Ant-Man or wh- something I mean, down whatever. the line. True. Yeah. But I, I, I would, I think there's a, there's a scene in the trailer that somebody's fighting America Chavez and people have said they thought it was Rambo. They thought it was, you know, Nova. Uh, yeah. Dan, yeah. Danvers. Right. I think that's going to be Iron Lad. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, have anything to do with the Illuminati, but I think that particular scene is Iron Lad. He is directly connected to Kang. He's, he's, yeah, young I mean, I, I won't be surprised when we see of the, he's the last member of the young Avengers we haven't got yet. Right? That's true. 
Uh, pretty much, yeah. That yeah. they haven't teased. We've yeah. we've had yeah. some tease of just about everybody else. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see. Harv, good to talk to you, man. All right, guys. Later. See you, bud. Jimbo, get in here and close us out. And can we please talk about Obi Wan? I I need to talk about this. <laughs> I'm trying to. There we go. Unmute this guy, Jim. How are we? I'm doing fine. I you want to talk about Obi Wan? Okay, sure. Let's uh, talk about Obi Wan. Yeah. I mean. All the other Star Wars stuff can't be any worse than the other stuff, right? Um, <laughs> it's really fine. I like what that. Did you, what did you think you were going to get out of this? Guy no, that's Star Wars? why I wanted Jim to bring it up because he's so nihilistic about Star Wars, like I am as well these days. With that said, like, I like, do I, feel better after watching that trailer. I feel look, like we're finally going to deliver on a what forty-year-old promise of telling us that the Sith hunted down the Jedi and killed them. And they literally, that's what they've told us for like 30 years. And then the prequels went, no, a bunch of them got shot in the back. And, you know, (laughs) look, this sounds like you, my friend, have not seen the Clone Wars or any of that stuff where all of this has been addressed. Those are cartoons, Joe. Look, like, like the canon. I know, I know, I don't like to hear it, but they I know, are. I know. Ian McGregor is the best part about the prequels. Yes. So, you know, I have a lot of, lot of hope, you know, but I, it's like, so he, I, I like the fact that the trailer shows him in other places. Like, just not on Tatooine, like, defending yes. people off. But I don't like that we're back at the same place where we've always been. I totally another, agree. Another desert planet. Like, oh my it's God. It's like the only planet. It's, it's yeah. the only planet. And start, it does like, seem, it does seem <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah. I will, I will, I will allow the argument that Obi-Wan has to take place on Tatooine. That's the whole point. At some point. Yes. Yes. Because At some he's point, there he's to gotta, protect Luke. He's got to go back to the cave or whatever, you know. But um, why, like, why was everything else, like everything, like, why was all of the Book of Boba Fett set on Tatooine? Like, I, I get that he, like, crawled out of the Sarlacc on Tatooine, but. Well, not all of it. They took a big break to uh, show us Luke training Grogu on another planet. So it was I mean, two episodes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, but uh, I agree. Now, to be fair, the Mandalorian did not take place on Tatooine, but it did take place on a desert planet. Right. It, is, uh, it did jump around a bit. Uh, uh, we do a, get a, lot, new, a lot of it was on a desert planet that was not Tatooine. The new planet we get to look at in this trailer is called Dayu, and it looks sort of like Space Hong Kong or something. Like it's all neon and it's dark and it's creepy. Oh, yeah. It's future Chinatown. Yeah. Looking totally. Kind of- uh, I think the Inquisitors look really scary. They look yeah. great, you know, and they're right out of Rebels. You know, one of the cartoons, canon. So I think it looks fun. The one thing that people are squealing about is there's a scene and I'm trying to, it's in the trailer where we're seeing the spinning red lightsaber, the bet, the Inquisitor guy, with the spinning red lightsaber, and mm-hmm. he's talking to someone and they just flash for a second, but he has a very bald head and people are going, that's Mace Windu. That's totally Mace Windu. That the Inquisitor's talking to? Yeah. No, it's Darth Vader. Maybe. It's totally bald. We we already know that Darth Vader, like they've cat, like Anakin. No, but this is a scene where the Inquisitor is. Aiden Christensen is coming. I agree. This is a scene where the Inquisitor is like going to kill someone with a spinning lightsaber. Oh, he's killing. Yes. He's not like just talking to him. He's got a spinning lightsaber running. There's a bald guy there. Like there's, there's lots of Jedi. No, Mace Windu's already dead. We already know this. Now that's what I said. Mace Windu's dead. And, uh, the theory is like, is he a lot of people like we saw Darth Maul get cut in half and he came back with spider legs, you know, like we saw Timothy Olyphant get shot through the heart and turns out he's just taking a bath, you know, <laughs> I got shot in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's made Windu either. But like if it is, that means when he got his hands cut off and thrown out a window, he didn't yeah. die. <laughs> so I don't know. 
I don't need it. Dude's a Jedi. He's a Jedi master. The Force saved him. (laughs) Yes, yeah. He's like, let me use the Force Uh, real quick. Kyle Justin says that the rumor is it's a clone trooper that is defected. And that's why he's a... Oh, that, yeah, there's some people are saying that it is Tamura Morrison, but it's a clone, like a clone trooper. Oh, like one of Which, the- that would be fun. Oh, clones. Lovely. Oh, I can't wait. I know, oh, right? Bring those we already know the clone. <laughs> we already know the clone troopers were a thing. It's just like, <laughs> I'm not saying they were. I, no, I, I, I feel better after Pal- seeing this. I'm trip. referring to Palpatine Joe. Like, yeah. Back. Oh, like, the yeah. dead speak. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm happy for all you Star Wars fans. Just, just give me like more than one good new movie. That's all I want. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> let's get back on track with like, I didn't look. The Mandalorian was not a complete failure or anything. I just don't think it was not the Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett. It wasn't a complete failure. It just wasn't as good as the Mandalorian. And I'd like to get back on track with something that's really good. And we keep saying we want to steer the camera away from Luke and Leia and the Skywalkers and show you a different sort. Well, here's young Skywalker and here's Obi-Wan. And we're doing this again, you know, like, okay, let's do it. Let's just do it. Please make it good. You know, <laughs> that's all I ask. So, <laughs> and then yeah, maybe- I mean, I, we have no reason to believe it, it isn't going to be good. And they brought back Duel of the Fates, which like did something strange. Well, John, body. John Williams is scoring this series. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, boy. Yeah. Oof, boy. I know that's a member berries right there, guys. Hey, remember John Williams? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just had a birthday. Look, Jim. Hey. You go. You're not. You're not going to shame me for loving John Williams. No, I love him too. But it's just like, hey, you know what works? Uh, we'll just you know throw the old stuff. In. Playing it safe. Yeah, he's yeah, just saying they're safe. playing it safe, which is fine for an Obi Wan story. Fine with it. Hey, Jim, yeah, what no, did you want to talk about? Let's this play week? it safe. What did I want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Two big series ended recently. Fire Force at 304 chapters um, took about six years, and then Doctor Stone ended about five years at 232 chapters. Jesus. Uh, very, very good endings to both series. Uh, Dr. Stone was a joy throughout. Fire Force had a little dip there near the end, uh, but it did stick to landing, which is pretty important. I am 20 episodes into the Dr. Stone anime, and I really oh, like yeah. it. Although I'm tired of him saying 10 billion percent. Like, what is well, that about? It's his catchphrase. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like, you're a scientist. You're like, science this, science that. 10 billion percent is not a thing. So, <laughs> science guy. Just, that's what he loves. Yeah, Maybe not the way you do it. I know. I know. But it's, then, uh, I like it a lot. And then the, the last thing, we have the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen movie coming to the States next week. Yep. Pretty excited for it. Um, I got to watch that show. That's what I'm going to watch. That's going to be my next anime. I'm going to jump into that one. But I'm going to finish Ooh, Dr. Stone right, first, and then right. I'm going to try Jujutsu Kaisen. I can only do one yeah. at a time, because a lot of characters, a lot going on. I still don't understand why they call this one kid, like, the, the ultimate primate high schooler or something like that. I was like, what? he punched a lion, okay? Like, like there's, no, there's no superpowers in Dr. Stone, but just when someone says they are the strongest, you got to look like they are, like, the pinnacle of whatever. Yeah, there's no superpowers, but this guy like fought a rhino once, you know, right. like, uh, and, and, okay. and the main character is like super, super smart. Like yeah. he remembers everything. Right. Like Dr. Stone is like, is yeah. Reed Richards smart in this show. So anybody's just a kid, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, that, it's a lot of fun. Uh, most of it, you know, uh, uh, there's only a little bit of sci-fi at the very end, which kind of, goes back into the whole why everyone was petrified for 3,000 years. Right. And but it was, it, was, it was very, very satisfying. Very, very satisfying. Cool. I'm excited. I'll keep watching. Jimbo, good to talk right, to guys. you, my man. Later, guys. Bye, bud. Ethan Harrison popped in here, and he doesn't have his hand up, but I'm asking him to unmute anyway. Ethan, you want to talk to us or what? 
There Woo! he is. What is happening? Well, now, how are you, this. sir? Long time I, no I just talk. got in. I actually don't even know how to put my hand up. So, <laughs> welcome to Zoom. How's it going? Good. How you been, man? Good. It's just been crazy. World's been crazy. Life's yeah. insane, but I'm always following up with all of your guys' stuff. Appreciate the hell out of that. Anything you want to rap about? Anything you want to scream about, or in, or love, or tell us about? I today is the first time in a long time that I actually got to sit down and get some reading done. So it's just doing some catching up and uh, catching up on Deadly Class and yes. uh, Saga as they're well. Saga's not getting close to wrapping up, but they're back. But Deadly Class is getting close to wrapping up, and so is Oblivion Song. Okay, so they came out. Uh, Reminder came out like a couple weeks ago and was like, "Okay, remember that hope we had for the Deadly Class show maybe coming back." Totally dead. Forget it. It's over. Yeah. I was like, damn it. That show is so good. <laughs> now, now this is the last arc. Yeah. As well. So they're almost done with that. So I'm going to be very sad when that's finally done. It really has been great. Deadly class is wonderful. I'm like 10 issues behind. I got to catch up. But it just, I got it. They've book. done a lot of time jumps now in this last part, uh, like many years in the future. And at first I didn't like it, but I kind of get it. Because they're also not trying to have this thing just go on forever and ever. Right. And he said, like, this is, he had X amount of issues mapped out. He's going to tell this story and he's done. And I can respect the hell out of that. Good for him. Yeah. And Wes Craig, he's been, I have his newsletter. And so he's talking about his new series. He's coming out in fall. I, it's like Kaya or Kaya. It's K A Y A. Yeah. Something like that. He's writing and drawing it. So I'm excited for that. I, I do love Wes Craig. Craig. He what? just needs to get more attention out there. He's just amazing. Yeah, he's too good to not be like household name. That guy's amazing. But I also appreciate that he doesn't want to do Batman or he doesn't want to do X-Men. Like mm -hmm. he wants to do Wes Craig stuff. That's kick ass. What else? I know he did like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing at one point, but I don't even know anything else that he worked he on. He just did a, f a couple fill-ins. He wasn't even like the regular yeah. artist. I think he just did some fill-in art at Marvel back in the day um but yeah like and then all of a sudden it's like a deadly class and that's where he's been the entire time pretty much yeah since then wow that's awesome that rick is just so good at finding just like the best kind of not super well-known artists and then just showing everyone how amazing they are yeah and they're all buddies all these guys are buddies he's like all right you're gonna come do this with me now you other buddy who needs to be more famous you're gonna come do this with me like he's doing that with Araujo right now on the uh, righteous thirst for vengeance. He was like, yep. this guy's too talented to not have a major job. I grabbed him and said, you're working with me. And that book is just like breathtakingly beautiful. It is an amazing. Yeah. amazing I just book. finished the new issue too this morning for that. It's funny that like it is exactly Benedict Wong. <laughs> like, oh, totally. Wong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No question. <laughs> I wonder if that's also because he maybe like kind of made friends with them from the deadly class show. Maybe I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, also he I may be, be pushing the idea of like, if this becomes a show, this is my actor. And they said, look, oh, yeah. look, I put you in the book. You have to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a movie or show or whatever. Cause it definitely feels like it's storyboarded. It's very cinematic. Oh, such a great book. I, I uh, also wanted to come in here and, and rally all the troops because uh, I, I've been meaning to do it. I just did it while we were talking. I just upped my like Patreon 
this freaking guy. Guys, just because I, man, you guys put out such amazing content. Oh, and you're stop so it! Going to the ton, and I just really want to encourage everybody to get in there. Just up, up your. If you're not in there already, go to Patreon, throw in some money, up it by five bucks or something. You guys really are way too generous with this, your time. And this kid, obviously, you guys do it because you love it so much, and. um your attitudes are just so awesome, and it's you definitely see. just such a bright spot. <laughs> now we're going to have to let everybody reach. down with, like, a really racist joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, but that no, is very it sweet it of you. It definitely doesn't go uh, unappreciated. I know it's probably hard when you're in the thick of it, but you guys obviously do it because you love it. But you guys put, like, so much time into it, and it's really awesome. It, it really means a lot. That is so sweet. Oh, wow. That is so sweet. You. I had you. no idea that when hey. I sent you donuts this morning, this is what you would I just said, say something nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey uh, look, the offer since we're stands, the oh. offer still stands, if you guys want to do like a little campaign store or something, I'd be happy to do it. Out. I'm not, I don't even want to like this. make any business. I mean, any money, just like pick a design. We'll do like one shirt. Yeah. We got to do it. Shirts or long sleeves or hoodies. I'll, you don't have to do any fulfillment. I just want to give you guys like money and then have people have some cool gear with like a, a THN. We got to do it. And we have too much art that people have made for us recently. That would be perfect for t-shirts and stuff. That's just fantastic. Well, for, I mean, first shirts got to just be the logo, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think mean, the Maybe logo will be on there. Yeah, but I think we should we should have a cartoony version of us. All right, look, something. this is not a conversation for this yeah. moment. All right, <laughs> Ethan, we love you uh, so much. Uh, raise this pledge from two hundred and fifty dollars a month to five hundred dollars a month. That is amazing. Okay, what, just unbelievably generous. <laughs> that is amazing. The uh, and, 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 joke could come be in my dungeon in my basement. There so we go. Uh, and oh, while that's... Joe may not agree to it. My signature is legal for him because I'm connected to his body. So true. Yeah, I mean Matt's name. Matt's name is on all the corporate paperwork. So Ethan, um, it's good to talk now, to you. Well, well, while we are while we are appreciating each other, thank you, Ethan. We did not prompt this, but thank you very much. We really do love it and appreciate your support. Um, absolutely, do likewise and check out Ethan's amazing band, yes. the Nixon Rodeo. Yes, like uh, this is not something that you would know about Ethan if you just ran across him in the fan group or here on the podcast. Uh, but Ethan is a legitimate rock star. Like, and I mean, like sex a rock machine. Star. I would say sex machine because boys and girls both want to make out with this dude. He's gorgeous. Just put an, uh, an album out. Is that right? Yeah. We're getting close. Or to you released a new single. It's coming. Yeah. The album's coming. Yeah. There, yeah you put, there was coming. a new song came out. There was a new song came out. I remember that. Cause I listened to it right away. Um, but yeah, check them out, uh, wherever you find your music, uh, preferably one that benefits the artist more than it benefits the platform. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Nixon rodeo. And also, Hey, if you need your shit printed, if you need, uh, you know, koozies or ball caps or hoodies or posters or whatever, dynamite entertainment. There you go. How do they get a hold of you, Ethan? If they want to do that, banana hammocks, <laughs> banana banana hammocks. how do, how does someone uh, get a hold of you? If they want to make a banana hammock. <laughs> just look us up uh you can find us at our website or facebook or instagram uh dynamite enterprises and dynamite enterprises sorry kick ass email with art and we can help you out but awesome we'll do it and we're gonna hit you up real soon here we're gonna make this happen we've been talking about it too long all right yeah pick, pick one design and i will literally do everything else got it all right i will send you money i got it we're into it man oh ethan, man good to talk to you brother mm -hmm. thanks ethan yeah, yeah.
What a sweet kid. God. I can't believe you cut him off in mid goodbye. God damn it. You need to stop that. Well, I had already clicked it and he's kept talking. What do you want me to do? Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. It is voicemail time in this damn ziggurat. Hey, nerds, long time no see. It's BS number three. Finally getting my act together to send in an answer to the question of the week. I loved Peacemaker and uh, tracing people that jump ship and go from one publisher to another is something that appeals to me. Uh, Fawcett Comics own Captain Marvel is one of my all time favorite heroes, and he's got to be my pick. I love the big red cheese. I love that he was able to be so pure and cheesy during periods of DC Comics when things were racing to out vigilante one another. He's just great. Uh, I, I also wanted to give a shout Shout out to Frank Cirillo with his Bye Beast answer last week. I 100% was going to call in with one specific Bye Beast story. I kid you not. But I couldn't track it down until last night. There was an issue of the 2000. Uh, six Things series that Dan Slott wrote and found the Things poker party being attended by the Great Lakes Avengers. Wouldn't you know it, Squirrel Girl had a story about her pivotal role helping the Thing defeat the Bye Beast. And Kieran Dwyer yes. illustrates the story in which Ben Grimm is struggling to defeat the Bye Beast when Squirrel Girl tells Ben about Bye Beast's weakness having two noses. <laughs> so she rounds up a gang of squirrels to gather trash, and Bye Beast uses both his arms to pinch both of his noses, leaving him defenseless against the Thing. I think that is the best use of an additional body part in comics. Now, I know you two nerds are are giving lists of uh, women creators in comics. And if you give a top five list, I hope Wendy Peeney gets a shout out. Uh, she is a nerd's nerd. She's she been is. cosplaying since before your listeners were born. And with her husband, Richard, they self-published ElfQuest and told ElfQuest stories for over 40 friggin' years. She had instantly recognizable art styles. And I'm sure that her contributions to fantasy art world building are something that a more avid fantasy nerd could go on on about, but I'm not equipped to do so. A uh, little trivia, she met her husband, Richard, after he read a letter of hers printed in Silver Surfer. What? Yeah. That is okay, the cutest. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is very cute. That is the cutest. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I did not... If we're going to be making a list of the top five most important female creators, I think Wendy Peeney... 100%. But as far as a personal favorite list, I am just not an ElfQuest person. Yeah. Um, but I 100% recognize Wendy Peeney's contribution to indie comics. Definitely. And uh, mad respect yeah, for what you're, they did. You're, like. you're absolutely 100% correct, and all the respect to her for that. It's just, I am personally not an ElfQuest person. Yeah, that's just it. I'm not, but I'm if not you want to talk about, like, I'm not a pervert. I don't read ElfQuest. The, yeah, the two, what's her husband's name? I can't remember now. Richard. Richard. Wendy and Richard, without them, indie comics probably are not as successful as they are today. Yeah. You know, period. So they're very, very important. I totally agree, but just wasn't an ElfQuest guy. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm, that, 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 that pervert thing's a joke. Not my thing. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I, I agree. But they are some sexy looking little kids, aren't they? Right? Ugh. They're not little kids. I know, but they they're just, elves. But they look like a little kid. <laughs> but they're out. not little kids. All right, let's get into our answers. Well, my pick was Blue Beetle. All right. Um, but I know that you hate it when I just leave it. No, at I that. mean it's like somebody if else. That's your pick. You can do that. I mean, Pete, tell me Blue why. Beetle's my pick. But uh. For all the reasons Frank listed, like I think Ted Cord is a great character. Now yeah. I have never, re- I have not read page one of that Steve Ditko Blue Beetle stuff from Charlton, but I love Blue Beetle in the DC universe. I think he's so great, and uh, I'm a huge fan of the character. Did Steve um, Ditko create the Blue Beetle? Steve Ditko created uh, Ted Cord. He created Ted Cord. I, I get, uh, yeah. I, that's what I meant. The, the that Blue Beetle that we have in DC, he created Ted Cord. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, like the Blue Beetle series, that was Steve Dicko. That was all Steve Dicko. Right. 
if I'm going to make a pick that was not taken, uh, uh, I'm going to go with the question. Oh, you son of a bitch. You took mine. <laughs> well, then then you can have it. I'll just stick with Blue Beetle. That's but it's the, for the exact same reasons. Like the que- uh, Cap- You've got Captain Marvel, right? Who's probably the goat in this regard. Sure. There are two characters from Charlton, especially, especially these two characters, Blue Beetle and the question that are like huge, great, wonderful additions to the DC universe. Definitely. Like, Peacemaker, whatever. I could do without him. Um, like, I like his show, but I, I could do without the character in the DC universe. Well, that's, and that's why I don't Peacemaker know anything about is so successful because it's a ridiculous idea and whatever, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, but such wonderful things were done with Blue Beetle, and I will let you go on and talk about the question. No, 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 no. You take the question, and I'll, and I'll go to my backup. I'll go to my backup. Well, but no, like, I, I mean, I, I'm, sure, I'm just going to say all the things that you wanted to say. It's, okay, yeah. it's that, like, he is a weird detective, yeah. right? He's just a weirdo detective. Yeah. And um, the design like, is so. It, right. If, if, the, think the, about the, pitching the, that. Like, think about pitching that. Like, okay, I'm going to have yeah. this detective in there. Ooh, we like it. Okay, detective story. Like, yeah. And he's like heavy in like conspiracy in the underworld and stuff. And he's not afraid to like get his hands dirty. Ooh, yeah. And he's got a trench coat and a hat. Ooh, this is really cool. And he doesn't have a face. What? Yeah, yeah, it's like no face. He just doesn't have a face. Why? Because it's a question. Who is he? You know, like, well, why not put him right, in a mask? Yeah, it's part of the, yeah. Because he doesn't have a face. Well, but he, I mean, it is a, it is a mask. It is a mask. It's like a yeah. spray on plastic thing or something. It's like a, it's like a, he, he wears something over his face. Right. And then he exposes it to this like chemical mist that turns it into that faceless. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, the question is just is awesome. The the Denny O'Neill, Denny Cowan. Yeah, it was Denny Cowan, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question series from the eighties. The is Denny so, O'Neill, so good. Oh, that that was the one that made um, me love that character definitely. Uh, in Justice League Unlimited, they really ramped up the idea that he is a wackadoo <laughs> so conspiracy <good>. theorist, <laughs> yeah, which is so not good. really part of the character. No, um, that was more of like the Rorschach character that he was based on, kind right. of. Right. I mean, Rorschach, right. right, Rorschach. Yeah, was off the off the rails right pants. and he was the um, rorschach was the question from charlton basically yeah but the t uh, but the cartoon question was voiced by jeffrey combs who played the reanimator um and also uh, a million different things on on star trek the uh, next generation and deep space nine but he was like not just like uh ayn randian objectivist whatever no it's like no it's like the government is putting chips in our brain. Uh, like don't right. eat that because it will have a chip in it that it, the government will use to track your, but it's like, he was like the lone gunman complete, level. Yeah. Complete. Wow. Uh, and I loved it. Every yeah. time he showed up, they were just like, uh, this frigging Yeah. Guy. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, yeah, like he, he, the question is just such a cool character. Yeah. I love the question. Um, Captain Adam was my backup. I love Captain Adam yeah, and Captain, Captain Adam, Adam is so vastly underused in the DCU. So vastly underused. And it's like, he is the atomic Superman. He's Dr. Manhattan. That, that was like, but not as godlike, obviously he's a military guy, total badass, you know, atomic accident, whatever turns him into Captain Adam. He has to wear a suit. We talked about him and they're trapped in a suit episode. We did a while ago. Love that character because he is super dangerous. Kingdom Come is about what happens when Captain Adam gets messed up. He nukes yeah. Kansas and Nebraska, and like all of a sudden, the breadbasket of America is gone because like his suit tore open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like uh, so, like here's what happens to Captain Adam. Uh, 
best case scenario if Captain Adam gets hurt too badly. Um, so much energy will escape from his body that he will get hurled into the time stream. Right. And then, oops, Captain Adam's just gone for a while. Uh, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he goes off like a 10 megaton bomb. Yeah. And obliterates Kansas. Right. So like Full on nuclear warhead. More. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. And I love his origin. I, at least his DC origin. I'm not sure of his Charlton origin, but the, the DC origin for Captain Adam is that like, yeah, he's a military guy and he was framed for a crime he did not commit. And as part of his sentence or in order to get his sentence commuted, he agreed essentially to let some mad scientist strap him to a bomb. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, like, not just, I mean, and of course it's like, not just any bomb. It's like the bomb, the, right. the, the bombiest of bombs, the gamma bomb of the DC universe. Sure. And it explodes and everything around it goes away, including captain Adam. And he does not show up again until like the eighties. Cause this <laughs> happened in the sixties. Yeah. He had to rebuild himself. Yeah. And it's like, whoops. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. such a great award. Super cool. Captain Adam. Love that character. All right. New question of the week, which is similar, but similar. Different. Yes. Inspired by Frank, uh, but we made a decision to differentiate the two because they are really just apples and oranges. Right. So this week's question is what is your favorite comic book character that originated in another form of media? So a character that originated in novels. TV, right? Movies, a video game, a cartoon for kids, Made whatever. Made the jump to comics. And I mean, now, it's, again, specifically, we are talking about characters that were integrated in to a shared universe. Not like they make Transformers comics. So my choice no. is Optimus Prime. No, no, no. We mean like, for example, Firestar, who is a character that I brought up uh, last week when the question was first um, broached. So Firestar was created for Spider-Man and his, and his amazing friends. Uh, and then a few years later was brought into the X-Men books. She got her own mini and then disappeared for a decade yeah. until they brought her back in the new warriors. And now she pops so, around Coco every once in a while. <laughs> like we see her in the yeah, background. Now she's, now, she's a, now she's around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Firestar. So she was, she came from one, one media and then was introduced into the Marvel universe. So, a character from another type of media that was integrated into a shared comic book universe. Awesome. We'll do it right here next week on cover to cover next week. The cosmic long box returns and the theme is going to be shockingly Irish. Like, I don't know that guy was Irish and comically Irish where we will take a look <laughs> at creators that, uh, you know, handled some Irish characters and other creators that wanted you to know how badly this character was Irish. <laughs> yeah, it's like if your character, if part of your character's whole deal is that he literally brandishes a shillelagh, right. he falls under the shockingly Irish. Perhaps your name is or embarrassingly Shamrock. Irish. <laughs> you know? Perhaps your name is Shamrock <laughs> yeah. or Jack-O-Lantern, you know? Yeah, something like that. We'll do it just in time for St. Patty's Day next week on the show. Thank you to everybody that listened. Thank you to everybody that played along. Don't be afraid to shoot us voicemails. We told you how in the beginning, and you can find that phone number on the Faces book. Send us an MP3. Use our drop-down contact THN link. It's the best way to interact with the show and give us ideas for stuff you want to hear. I mean, the link itself mentioned. is not a drop-down, but it takes you to a contact form where right. you can choose what it is you're emailing us. Right, and it's like that lets us know what you want to talk about and hear about it. 
interact with us. We love you, cats. In fact, uh, our last, I believe our last two questions of the week they were, were from the contact form. Yeah. It's, it's all happening, Joe. It's working. We'll be doing that next Wednesday. But for now, it's time to get out of here. Time to fold up shop, crawl back to the real world and stop talking about comics, which is probably the most disappointing part of my Saturday. But it is what it is. And my name is Matt Baum. My name is Joe Patrick, and I'm just really happy to be done. <laughs> this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.